What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK Live on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Today is Thursday, September 7th, 2023. We are just two days away from one of, if not the biggest game of the college football season as the Texas Longhorns head east to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, to take on the third-ranked Crimson Tide. We're going to be talking all about it today. We're going to be speaking with a Alabama insider at 940, Ryan Fowler, who hosts a radio show in Tuscaloosa. This guy knows Bama football inside and out. He's going to join us to preview the Alabama side of this Texas-Bama matchup. Of course, the NFL season kicks off tonight in Kansas City. The Buck and I will give our Super Bowl 58 predictions. We'll talk some Texas recruiting. We'll have some fun. We are locked, we are loaded, and we are ready to roll until 10 a.m. What's going on, Buck? I am doing fantastic, buddy. How about you on this beautiful, sunny, and another hot, scorching day in Tripping Springs, Texas, my friend. Can we call it beautiful anymore? I mean, I I get the sunshine is nice and I appreciate it, but I wouldn't call this weather beautiful. It's too damn hot for beautiful. Anytime we're blessed with the sun, the sun is what generates the world. So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with a beautiful sunny day. Better than a cloudy, overcast, no rain day. But don't worry, it'll happen on, on, um, when did I say Sunday? Yeah, I I made the call for Sunday evening, didn't I? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I made the call for Sunday evening, so it's going to happen. But no matter the rain, the sleet, the snow, whatever, it's always a good morning for the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you for what you do. It is appreciated. We couldn't do this without you. And thank you to your families for sharing you with us. We appreciate it. Be careful out there. Nothing wrong with a little sunshine and nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. You know what they say, Buck. Oh. Okay there, R. Kelly. <laughs> Whatever you need. Again, R. Kelly. Open it up with a little R. Kelly talk this morning. Hey, what's your line that you always say? If she's old enough, she's good enough? No, if if he's old enough, he's good enough to play football. Oh. that's all. It's just a sports thing. Okay, Michael Jackson. Sport. If he's old enough, he's good enough. Oh, my God. God, dude. This is Come a kid's show. This is a family program. Today. Tips for the kids in the car line. What kind of wow. t- what kind of tip are you giving these kids, Buck? Man, oh man. Oh man. We're gonna have some fun today. Plenty of football to get into. We'll talk a little baseball as well. How about those Houston Astros, Buck? Just laying the hammer on the Texas Rangers. They complete the three-game sweep in Arlington yesterday. None of the games were even close. Yesterday's final 12-3 to with the win, the Astros. Who's your daddy? Oh, my God. Yeah, the Astros were treating the Rangers like they treat your Yankees, you know? Yes. Just dominance. I mean, that thing was never close. The Astros getting the job done. They take another silver boot over the Rangers. And the Strohs outscored the Rangers 39-10 to over those three games, it was a complete and total dismantling. How about the Astros making some MLB history? The first team in the history of the sport to record 50 hits and 16 home runs in a three-game wow. series. They just teed they off. They just punked the Rangers. But you know the last time they played this group right here, what happened? Oh. Sweep City at their own ballpark. The captain came through. He gave him a call. He hit them on the hotline, and what happened to the Astros when they played the last place Stankies? 
You know what? Stanky's got a big series coming up this weekend, folks. They're playing for last place. They're trying to put the Sox, the, that's right, the villains, the Red Sox in last place as they move up looking for a playoff berth. That's right. No. The Yankees looking for a spot in the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs this year, Buck. But congratulations. You guys have won five in a row. Uh, you are back over 500. And, yes, you call it a big series. I think you're the only person in the world who's calling it a big series. But the Yankees and Red Sox do start a four-game series right now in the battle for fourth place in the American <laughs> League. <laughs> battle for the basement. <laughs> oh, man, that's what's going on. Plenty of college football preview as well. And a reminder, we do have a text line, 512-222-9328. If you want to chime in there, you can do so. We're still looking for a sponsor for our brand new TSU text line. But once again, if you are listening on the app and you want to get involved with any of the shows, 512-222-9328. Buck, how about the Longhorns picking up a four-star recruit yesterday? After the big win against Rice, huh? After the big win against Rice where they did not cover. Did your cousin bet on Texas last weekend? Yeah, my cousin doesn't know any better when it comes to Texas football. There's always that thought of maybe this time, maybe it'll happen where they'll cover. It's never that you don't pick them to cover. My cousin always does that. But it's been about two years since my cousin has won a game picking picking the Texas long and should never do that. That should never that should never be a part of it. No. That is that's playing with your heart and not playing with your mind right there. They let you but down. We'll know, what, we'll know what to do. My cousin will know what to do this weekend because I'm gonna give him a tip on what to do this weekend. Oh, okay. So after thirty seconds ago saying you're no longer gonna bet on a Texas football game, you're gonna bet on a Texas football game this weekend. My cousin's going to bet <laughs> on a Texas football game. I'm staying away from it. God. I know better than that. Yeah, it's been a while since my cousin has made a bet on Texas football because things did not go well back when he was uh, placing those calls back in the day. But the Longhorns do pick up a commitment from four-star edge rusher Zena Umeozulu. And if that name sounds a little bit familiar, well, well there's probably only a few Umeozulus in the world. But one of the other ones is a current member of this Texas football team. Zena is the brother of Neto Umeozulu, who is a backup offensive lineman on this Texas roster, uh, four-star red shirt freshman. <laughs> Zena, the younger brother, an edge rusher. Bless you. Buck, was that a sneeze? No, that was, that was a sneeze and a cough at the same time. Oh. A snuff, another snuff. Another snuff. Do I need to bless you for that then? No, 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 no. By the way, you don't have the power to bless me. Quit trying that. I always say bless you to people. I said. What am I, a rabbi, a priest or something? I don't have the power to bless you, but hey, good luck to you anyway. You know what I mean? I don't have the power to bless you. I'm just trying to be nice. Now you're calling me out. You're treating me like a homeless person. You're shoving me to the side. I'm just I'm just trying to be courteous, man, and respectful, Thank you know? You. I, I, I accept your blessings. Many blessings to me. Thank you very I, much. You know, on behalf of the Jewish religion. Are you you blessing me for everybody now? For all of us, for the entire Old Testament. You are being blessed for that snoff right there. 
You have no powers to do that, but I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, man. Zeno Umeo Zulu, 6'4", 210. He is ranked as the 17th best edge rusher in the country for this 2024 class, according to 24-7 Sports. This guy had offers from just about everybody. Uh, Oklahoma, A&M, Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, USC, and many other programs as well of course you would think having an older brother on the texas roster made this uh, a little bit of an easier decision for xena aka zoo but how about the longhorns buck picking up a four-star edge commit they need some edge help now we can't get yes, this guy do. on campus this year but you can never have too many good edge rushers nice pickup for sark and company yeah i would get I, I would say this they can't find enough of those type of players because if you can come off the edge you can come anywhere you know what i'm saying you can move to the middle linebacker you can move inside. You know, at, at 210, you can end up being a strong safety. You can play a lot of positions, but when you get a chance to have a good edge rusher, who that's what they've been doing throughout their high school, their high school years, that's fantastic. Get a couple more of those. Get about three or four more, more of those in recruiting, too. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the first edge commit that Texas has. But, of course, they did get the commitment from the five-star linebacker, Colin yes. Simmons, out of Duncanville a few weeks ago. He's listed as a linebacker on the recruiting sites, but uh, a lot of Texas fans expect him to play edge when he gets mm-hmm. on campus, and he is playing a lot of edge for Duncanville in his senior year of high school up in the DFW Metroplex. But a nice get for the Longhorns on the recruiting front. Uh, Ume Ozulu is the 17th commitment for Texas in that 2024 class. 17s are wild here today. The Longhorns currently have the 17th ranked recruiting class in the country, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite. Still a long way to go. We know Sark was able to close with a top three class last year. Obviously, Buck, people excited about the move to the SEC. And look, if the Longhorns are able to put together a big win, and hell, if they can win this game on Saturday, that might go a long way into uh, getting a few more commits down the road, too. Yeah, that'll that'll make a lot of kids start to think about do I have to wait to December to make my commitment or can I start telling them I do want to come and I want to come to your university? That will change a lot of minds in a hurry. This Saturday is going to mean a lot one way or the other where, where the kids believe that this school, you know, that the Texas Longhorns can go on to the SEC and be a real live competitor, you know, and, and win championships. Or are they just going to be, is it going to take time? Do the kids want to take time? How many, how many years is it going to take? before the University of Texas gets really good in the SEC. This week will determine a lot of that, I believe. Yes, it will. And how about, Especially for young players thinking about it. How about Russ with the Super Chat to start off today's broadcast? Thank you for that, Russ. Hey, guys, I was a part of the Spectrum fiasco and don't have ESPN anymore. Can I watch the game on ESPN Plus? Sadly, Russ, I think the answer to that is no. You might have to go to a sports bar or something to catch the game on saturday we have to go there and use the bathroom at a friend's house wow a bathroom at a friend's house what are you anti-bathroom at friends houses yes i don't like going to people's other people's bathrooms just not if i go over for a visit no i get my car and go back home what i'm very weird about that that there's another weirdness about me yes i definitely not not deucing in anybody's bathroom ever Dude, you used a porta potty outside of your high school at your 50 year reunion a couple of weeks ago, but you're too scared to go to the bathroom at your friend's house? I'm not using the bathroom like that in my friend's house. No. Hold that, save that. Know that you're going there that day. Limit your food intake, if that be the case. Even if you're there, don't chow down. 
Get your fingers out of the dip. Let's go. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Save that for your house. Okay. What if you can't time it, man? I mean, sometimes so it just. This. When you get to here, you better hold on. Now, I've got a lot. I mean, I got three acres out there. There's tree, lots of trees there you can lean up against. So that's okay. All right. But no, don't, don't you don't deuce in somebody else's house. But you'll use you'll go number one. You'll take a leak at someone's house. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh for sure. Okay. Hell yeah, I'll do that. I mean, I'll do that beside the dresser if I have to. That's not a big deal. <laughs> have you have you ever done that? <laughs> You've taken a leak by someone's dresser. The bathroom's in the next room. Someone's in there. You can't wait, so you go just pull down your pants by their dresser in their bedroom. <laughs> Empty drawers. Yeah. Goodness. Any of that kind of stuff. But no. Not the deuce, my friend. That ain't happening. Oh, the deuce gosh. will not be on the loose. Yeah, no. Look, I, I've got a fear of public bathrooms, man. Like I don't, I don't drop deuces in public bathrooms. But at a friend's place, I'd prefer not to. I always want to be on my own throne at my own place. But there you go. I'm way more comfortable going at a friend's house or apartment where. In a porta potty, I know who uses the bathroom versus a porta potty or a gas station or any public place where. Lord knows what's been in there. Those porta potties are warm. Those seats are always warm, my friend. Uh, Only because it's 110 out and 120 inside of one of those things. God, what a disgusting start to today's show. Absolutely, yes. The blue wave, as you like to call it. The blue wave, yes. Oh, man. Especially when that thing just rolls in there. Looks like it's just coming in the shore. Nothing wrong with the blue wave. God, I still have no idea what you're talking about with that blue wave. There's no man. obstacles in the, way, in the way. No, no ships are sailing in the blue wave. Goodness. Not the one I was in. It was brand new. So I forget it. It was a new porta potty. Oh, my God. All right. So Texas picks up a commit at a serious position of need. Once again, four star edge rusher, Zena Umeo Zulu, committing to the Longhorns. He had offers from everywhere. Texas picks up the commit. I feel pretty good about this one sticking around, right? We know in today's college football, the word is not always bond when it comes to those commitments. But uh, once again, Zena's brother Neto is a current member of this Texas football team. I fully expect Zena to put pen to paper in December when he gets the opportunity to do so. So uh, nice get for Sark, nice get for PK, and uh, some positive news as we get closer and closer to one of the biggest weekends in Texas football history. And And you talked about it, Buck, like, this is the last opportunity the Longhorns will have to prove that they're ready for the SEC. Like, if they lose this game, even if they go out and run the table in the Big 12 and win the Big 12 championship, there are people who are going to be like, oh, congrats, you won the Big 12. Uh, you still couldn't right. beat Alabama this year. You still couldn't beat Alabama last year. You lost to Arkansas in 2020. You lost to LSU in 2019. Uh, cool. Congratulations. You can win a conference that is slightly falling apart right now. But this is the SEC. This is the premier league in the sport. And you've now lost four straight games against SEC teams. This is the last chance, and maybe a bowl game will happen where Texas will play an SEC team and they'll get another opportunity. But obviously, for right now, this is the last scheduled opportunity the Longhorns have to prove that they are ready to go up against SEC competition. And, of course, they're going up against the creme de la creme at Alabama this weekend. This is a huge chance for Texas for so many different reasons. If they can get a win, that will really elevate this program as they make the leap next year. And it'll elevate this program nationally to, to where everybody will feel good about it. Fans will feel good. I think the football team, the head coach, will truly feel like, yes, this is this is what my team should look like. This is what I expected them to look like last week. 
And, it, you know, they, they still, let's, let's not forget, they still won the game last week. You know, sometimes we get into the discussions of talking about this football team when they win games and we pretend that they lose games. Well, they didn't lose last week. They play, they play really well on defense. As a total team, I don't think they play well enough as a total team. But as a defensive unit, they could have played against anybody last week. They were going to stop anybody's run game last week. That's just the way they play. That's the way they played since last year. That's not, that wasn't a fluke that we saw against Rice because Rice was not a, a very good team. But they played that way all last year, this defensive line. So my expectation is anytime they play against somebody, nobody's going to run the ball down their throats. Those days are over with, whether it be SEC foes, Big 12 foes, I, I mean, Conference USA. I, this group can play when it comes to defensive football, especially on the defensive line. They've got the bodies now, and I think they've got the depth to do that. But when it comes to winning games and winning big games and winning big games on the road, that's yet to be seen, much less, um, you know, the Big 12, forget it. SEC foes, we know what that's been like. But even, you know, even Big 12 foes on the road, it hasn't been that good. Yeah. They, need to, they need to win games. This needs to be a game that Sark needs to go there and win a game and then let them know that, yeah, Texas is on their way. And they're on their way to the SEC, not just to beat Alabama, but everybody else in the big, in the SEC. Yeah, I'm pretty tired of moral victories, Buck. Like, yes. it, it's not a bad thing to lose to Alabama on a last-second field goal, especially if that happens this weekend in their house, right? Like, that's, that's sure. a better performance than most teams have at Bryant-Denny Stadium as a road team. But uh, Texas fans are tired of moral victories, man. Like, in, in, a loss is a loss. A win is a win. A loss is a loss. Absolutely. And you want to find a way to get this thing done. And not only does it change the narrative for next year as you move into the SEC, but it starts to change the narrative for this year, too. I mean, people are going to be talking about Texas as a potential playoff team if they're able sure. to find a win this year. Considering how yeah. average the Big 12 looked in week one, I mean, people are going to say, oh, if Texas can go on the road and beat Alabama, then they can beat everybody on their schedule, and they've got a real shot this year. Oh, there's no doubt. If they win this game, my expectation is they will be favored in every other game from this point on anyway, and they should win all of those games. I don't – losing a close game is not going to – I mean, once again, it's not the end of the world because your conference is the most important thing. Even now, I know it's a national statement, but it's you're, you, you can't put it all into this one game and not win the conference. You must be in that conference championship game. It'll be a disappointment to me, period. I don't care if they win nine – if they win nine games – I, I will be, it's okay. It shows oh. progress, but it doesn't show enough progress to me. No. You know, they should win this conference. They should be in this conference championship. They should be at least in the championship game. Of course. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a win this weekend. We'll get to the Big 12 in a couple now of you're weeks. Talking. I want to win now you're talking. this you weekend. You don't, you don't believe that, but that was really nice of you to try to say that. <laughs> you're not really, it's a Thursday and you're still not thinking they're winning this football game. Well, I was feeling kind of confident that Texas had yeah. a shot to get this thing done. And then I saw Nick Saban's home record during his time at Alabama. He is 103-8 and eight at home. Eight, only eight losses? That's right. Not even the double digits? 103 wins, eight losses for Nick Saban at home. And three of those eight home losses came in his first year back in 2007 when Alabama went 7-6. and six. So he's only lost five home games basically over the last 15 years. Wow. Yeah. And then you couple that with what you just talked about, Buck. Sark's troubles on the road. Under Steve Sarkeesian, Texas is just three and six in true road games. 
Like, that's been an issue for Sark at Texas, also at USC and at Washington. His team struggled against ranked opponents on the road. Well, what do we have this weekend? A ranked opponent, a very highly ranked opponent, mind you, on the road. So this is a place where Saban doesn't lose much, and this is a situation where Sark doesn't win much, and that scares the hell out of me. Yeah, this this is um, yeah this the, when they start to bump heads on Saturday, it's going to be interesting, and we'll find out, BK, because once again, as you talk about, you know, if they win this football football game on Monday, I'm not going to have any. If, if Quinn Ewers throws five interceptions and they win the game, and if he's in the game, I'm not going to say anything bad about the kid. I'm not going to say anything bad about the team. All I'm going to do is praise the football team for winning the football game. I will on Monday. I will have nothing negative to say about this football team. I I won't be able to find anything. I know there'll be people that will find something. I'm finding nothing wrong with this team if they win that game in Tuscaloosa. Win the game. Yeah. You win the game, you know what I'm saying? And and somebody gets a personal foul or, or whatever it is and something sparks the team and you win, you win the game. That's all I'm looking for this week. I'm not looking for heroics, but I don't think it's going to be a field goal game. I don't think it's somebody's losing this game somebody's going to get beat down in this football game i believe i don't think it's going to be one of those last second last second wins like last year i don't think it's going to be a field goal i don't think it's going to be a close game for either either one of the teams Whoa. somebody's getting beat by 10 or more this week wow double yeah, somebody's digit getting, somebody's getting beat by double digits in this football game on saturday well, and on a thursday and on a thursday i'm leaning towards the longhorns being that team on Thursday. What, that gets beat by double digits? Yes. So right now, mm. yes. On a, it's still just Thursday. But, yeah, this is not this is not going to be for the faint of heart. This is not going to be, oh, what a great catch. What a great field goal. This is going to be, this game is over. Mm. Damn. Okay, so not like what we saw here in Austin last year. No. Where it came down to the wire, and Bama needed some late-game heroics to get the W. You think this game's going to be in hand down the stretch? Yeah, somebody's just somebody's getting beat. Okay. You know what I mean? Somebody, somebody at the end of this, when they go into the locker room, are going to go, damn, we got our ass beat. Yeah. Man. You know? That'd be, that'd be a little disappointing unless it's Alabama being that team that's walking and with their could, heads down to the locker room. By Saturday and my final prediction, it could be that group that goes, damn, we just got beat by Texas like that. There is no way you are changing your mind between now and Saturday from Alabama by double digits to Texas by double digits. No chance you're switching sides like that. Come on, man. You, 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 do not, you do not possibly. You do not possibly. I've known you long enough to know Somebody's this. getting beat down here you, in this game. You do not think that Texas can go in to Bryant-Denny Stadium and beat Alabama by double digits. There is no Ten way. points by a field goal and a touchdown. There's of course I believe they can. As I said, somebody's getting beat down. Who's it going to be? On a Thursday, it's going to be Texas that's going to do that because I'm afraid that a momentum change in this group will not be able to gather themselves. But if Quinn Ewers throw them bombs inbounds Ugh. and they catch them bombs inbounds, that's going to be a problem, too, because their guys, if their guy has to throw to win the game, I'm going to take my chances on Texas secondary of being the yeah. guys that he's going to throw those throw his bombs to. Yeah, we'll get to the uh, secondary matchup here. But another super chat from my boy, Quentin Swift. What's up, Q? UT will get that dub on Saturday, and Bucky will take a deuce at 7-11. How about that? 
How about that for a celebration? If the Longhorns go on the road and beat Alabama Saturday night, you'll go to our great sponsors at 7-Eleven, and you will drop a deuce in their bathroom. Come on, man. Oh, yeah. You know what? Let me just say this. Ashish keeps his, his place really, really clean. You know, and I'm, I'm always thankful. One thing I do is I go to – if I go to use a bathroom at a, a restroom or, or a gas station or a 7-Eleven, I will go to the counter and say, hey, I appreciate your bathroom being so clean. I let people know about that. I'm the bathroom guy who will thank them for doing that and tell them how, how you know, I don't care. I mean, I don't care how many people use it. If it, if it is clean and it is tidy – I'm very respectful enough to go tell them they did a fine job. Are you going to help them clean up? Because you did say that oh, no, I'm not if you were no, on that Delta airplane. Airlines flight or that woman, and my sources are still telling me that it was a woman who was shitting herself on that plane, you said the other day that you would have been willing to help clean that mess up. So are you willing to help clean up a bathroom if need be? If it's one of our sponsors, if it's a sheesh, yes, I would, I would do that if need be. But I would, then I would be using the proper materials. I would have gloves, and not unvanilla Lysol for sure. Don't mix vanilla and Lysol together. Don't, Lysol don't. already stinks. Vanilla doesn't do anything to it. No, don't. By the way, my lovely wife is on a flight right now, headed to Livingston, Idaho, to see her mother, and um, she is flying Delta Airlines. I begged her on the way. Change, change it up right now. Let's pay the extra two hundred. Get on United. Do something different. Go to Spokane and walk from Spokane if you have to. What from Boise or whatever? What do, do what, it. what did your wife have for breakfast today? <laughs> she didn't eat anything. Okay, so it's not going to be berries. her. She had some berries last night, though. It's not going to be her, huh? No, it won't be her. Mm. Not at all. Goodness. Oh, no. How about uh, the question, too, from Quentin? Because I, I, I do want to get back into that awful decision that your wife made. Do the Chiefs cover tonight? Kansas City down to a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I think most people know by now Travis Kelsey got hurt in practice a couple of days ago. According to the insiders, he is going through a workout this morning to try to see if he can play tonight. Of course, 720, the kickoff between the Chiefs and the Lions as the Chiefs will raise another banner at Arrowhead, what say you, Buck? Do the Chiefs cover the four and a half? Or are you too nervous about the potential Kelsey absence? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm worried about the Kelsey absence, and I'm worried about their big man on the defensive line not showing up tonight and saying, "No, I'm not playing tonight." So that's what I, that's what I'm truly worried about. And I think this run game from Detroit will expose the Chiefs in Game One. So I like the points. I'll take the points tonight for sure. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. I just don't like betting against the Chiefs ever. I'm with you. I mean, Kelsey is their second-best offensive player. Chris Jones is the Mahomes of that defense. He is, without question, their best defensive player. Those are two massive losses. But as long as they got 15, and as long as they got Cheeseburger Boy on the sideline, I like the Chiefs' chances against just about anybody. Before history is written... It's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. 
Yeah, it's it'll be interesting. As I said, they're you know they're missing that little mean man on the sideline, a little mean guy. He won't be there. Uh, the bully, the enemy. The bully won't be there, bullying guys on the sideline. <laughs> so it's they got a lot of things that are a little bit different about them, especially if Kelsey doesn't suit up and play tonight. Which yeah. I'm saying, don't do it. Don't play tonight. Wait that out. Give your give yourself ten more days. There's no need. There's plenty of football to be played. There's 16 more games. So why would you do that in game? If there's even a chance of him hurting himself, if he's even slightly sore, if he's 80%, don't play him. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know that he wants to play. He wants to be a part of all of the festivities tonight. Of course he does. You know, Obviously, if he doesn't play, he'll still be there. He'll still be able to celebrate and get his ring and go through all the pregame ceremony and whatnot. But uh, he wants to be out there. That guy's competitive as hell. I think he's going to play, man. I'm with you. Like, I tend to agree. You know, protect him from himself. Give him another week and a half off. Get him ready for their week two game against Jacksonville next Sunday. Yes, they really need him. I think Kelsey's going to uh, give it a go tonight. And I already was going to pick the Chiefs, even if he was out. No, I'm definitely picking the Chiefs uh, if number 87 is out there. Buck, you brought it up earlier. Delta Airlines. We now have some audio. Oh, no. Of the pilot talking to ground control. How do they get this stuff? This stuff is not supposed That stuff is private. This is me. I got sources. TMU? TMBK, baby. This is what we do here, okay? Wow. So here is the, it's pretty short. It's about eight seconds long. The audio of the pilot telling ground control about what was going on aboard the diarrhea plane. Negative. It's just a, a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. Don't come back to Atlanta. Whatever you do, that just those simple words right there. As soon as you heard, we want to come. They, they want to come back to Atlanta. Those people want to come back to Atlanta. Hey, you're the freaking captain. You keep going to Spain. Quit messing around with th- those people. Oh, those people can't take it. Those people can take it. I'm trying to get to Spain or Portugal, or wherever we're trying to get to, right? Biohazard, man. You can't mess with those. Hey, shit is not a biohazard. It's just shit. Mm. Come on. Nobody says that. Nobody runs around with a baby going, biohazard, biohazard. Hold my baby, hold my baby. Nobody <laughs> drops the baby. I would drop the baby. the baby. I don't want the baby. I'll drop that. I'll punt that baby off the plane if he keeps crying <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's what my wife says. They should have had a shoot for that lady and just dropped her out the back of the plane. Like, you can't do that. It's just feces. We all do it. Yeah, but we don't all do it on the ground in the airplane. We usually make it to the bathroom. Hell, most sane people don't have to go on the airplane at all. They make sure they plan around that so they don't have to go in the air. I do make plans, yes. And I always have my Pepto-Bismol with me. My tablets, I my Pepto-Bismol just does the trick on any of that any possibilities of you know i may have been contaminated at the atlanta airport or something before i get on another flight yeah pepto take a couple pepto tablets my stomach's ready i'm ready for the flight God. i don't know what this lady did i don't know what she ate you know what i'm saying but oh i hope man. she was in an aisle seat i'll tell you what could you imagine or if she's she in come, a window seat and she hasn't come across everybody all- <laughs> no way <laughs> Crawling this over like, people as she's just exploding. I'm not getting where you're getting your information from either. That's just horrible info. 
Are we sure this is a female or are we just blaming it on a female? That's the word on the street. Now, people don't blame stuff on women. Come on. That's that's not how this works. We don't do that here. No she chance. Had a pants. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Does she have a pantsuit on? Oh. Was she Hillary? Was she wearing a pantsuit? I mean, does it come right down her leg? Are you accusing former presidential candidate Hillary Clinton of being the mad shitter? <laughs> no. <laughs> is that what no. I'm hearing here? No. I mean... I mean, she, did she have a suit on? Did she have a pantsuit? You said, did she have a, she didn't have a dress, obviously. Well, according to source, she was wearing pants. I figured it was a skirt. Once again, just easy exit. But apparently, <laughs> wearing pants, and it just went right through. Oh, man. God. Come on, lady. Have an idea, will you? Let me ask you this, Buck. Which, which plane would you have rather been on? The one with the crazy lady accusing... Random guy in the back of not being real, or the diarrhea train. Can I see the? Can I see the crazy lady just one more time? Yeah, I know it's early. Sorry, kids, you're at school by now anyway. Here we go. Here's the uh, the video. I'm telling you, She's got drug issues, period. <laughs> she's not seeing ghosts. She's seeing quaaludes. I mean, seriously, <laughs> back off the gummies, lady. Oh. She would have never made it that far. Oh, no, cross-check. She's down. Oh, lady's down. Somebody gag her with something now. Somebody and gag then drag her. her off, drag her off the plane. There is no way she's making it that far past me. If she's coming through there talking that nonsense, oh, no, body check. Five-minute major. Down she goes. What do you mean gag her with something? She's got to stop talking. <laughs> so you're going to cross-check her and then give her the uh, gump treatment in Pulp take Fiction? Take my sock and put it in her mouth. That's oh. what I'm going to do. No way. She's not coming through there. I'm already I'm already flying. I'm already nervous. And I got to have that telling me that MF is not real over there. It oh. looks real to me. There's a lot real. You look like a nut, lady. About Jake. You don't look real. How about Jake with this comment? I can fix her. (laughs) Yeah, of course you can. We can (laughs) all fix them. I can fix her. So so let me ask you this, because I'll be honest, man. I'd be a little freaked out if I was on that plane. You would stop that lady. You would let that lady continue on, though. Either way, I'd be like, oh, God, is this a sign from God saying that something's about to happen on this flight? I mean, they deplaned. They got everybody off the plane because of this crazy broad, okay? I'd be freaked out. So my question to you is, would you rather be on that flight? Like, let's say the flight, they were the same distance, going from Atlanta to Spain. We're using both of those as the example here. Would you rather be on board that flight with crazy lady? She's still on the plane, and you're worried that maybe she's right. Maybe there is something going on, and there is some ghost or alien or whatever aboard oh. of this, this ship right now. Or... Would you rather be hanging out with the mad shitter on that? I would flight? hang out with the mad shitter before I'd hang out with that loony. I would be, I would, I could clean up that mess. I can't clean up that mind. I mean, I'd be looking <laughs> through her purse. Give me the gummies, lady. Whatever you have, let us all share in that because you are loony. I mean, she's MFing, going up the aisles, saying people aren't real. 
the shit's for real. We know that. It's yep. there. It's a biohazard. So you'd, you'd rather be dealing with that smell for like eight hours than, than that person? Yeah. I'm not dealing with that person. That person is going to be gagged, cuffed, tied up or something. I'm not going to be on a plane with that woman going up and down the aisles talking like that. Uh, I've had children, so I know what shit is like. I haven't had too many lunatics in my life going up and down the aisle. You no. know what I'm saying? I couldn't deal with I couldn't deal with her. She would I would be nervous the entire way. I'm only gonna be I'm only gonna be afraid of the smell. I'm not gonna be afraid of a crash. But that lady right there, she's gonna do something more than stupid. Yeah. But she's not gonna get a chance at the bucks on that plane. Because I remember I've already known that she's kind of crazy before she actually gets on the plane. I would have scoped her out two hours before she boarded that flight. Oh, would you have gagged her at the airport? Maybe, maybe taken her into to the men's room and put her on the, in one of the stalls and gagged her in there and left her there. <laughs> she would have never made that flight. What are you? Are you? Are you raping this girl? What are you talking no, about? No, no. I'm like security. I'm like airport security. Come on. <laughs> I know these people that aren't straight. They're not gagging anybody. And I don't think if she's straight or gay matters. You can't. You no, can't take her into the bathroom and gag her, dude. <laughs> Oh, my God. What is going on? We are off the rails today. I'm just telling you this. That lady saw that mysterious man before she boarded that. If she's yelling and screaming that, she must have just some weird powers. I wonder if she was giving that guy grief when he was sitting there trying to board the plane, too. Or did she, did he just become unreal once he boarded? I mean, <laughs> what is the deal here? He just, be, he just started to be a magical man once he sat down in the plane. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she was talking about a person or an object or or, or a, a flight attendant, yeah, or what, a male or a male servant that's on the plane. I mean, what is that? Yeah, you still call them man servants, the male man flight attendants. Yeah. yeah, come on now, God, that's what, ridiculous. These people. What a what a story. What? Other than that, I know who's going to play in the Super Bowl, BK. Oh, you want all right? Well, before we shift I, gears, I all right. Before we shift gears and. Uh, <laughs> Talk some NFL football as, yes, the NFL season does kick off tonight. The Lions and Chiefs, your season opener later tonight. Of course, the Cowboys will open up the season on Sunday night football in New York, taking on the New York football Giants. The Texans will open up their season in Baltimore. That's a noon kickoff on Sunday. Buck, if you need your TV set up to watch all the college football, all the NFL football all season long, who do you need to call? You need to call Tom McKay and Audiovisual Consultations. They will have the entertainment system of your dreams. And you don't have to shop for the TVs and the surround sounds and all the mounts and equipment needed to make it all work. Tom will make it work. He and his guys are going to make it work, and they're going to set it up for you. You don't have to put the holes in the walls. There won't be any holes in the walls when Tom and his gang comes. They're the largest dealer, one of the largest dealers of most television and audio brands. And they have the hottest items, once again, in stock. They've got it right there. They don't have to call out for it because Tom has these things in stock for you. Tom Stock's the hardest to find smart TVs and Sonos audio equipment. And folks, they're not going to jack you up. They're not going to raise the prices on you to some ridiculous price that you can't afford. Tom wants you to see everything. He wants to see Major League Baseball. He wants you to see NHL hockey. That guy may even want you to see soccer, to tell you the truth. And he obviously wants you to see NFL and college football. So he's going to give you every opportunity to do just that by not raising the prices up on you. Audiovisual consultations, 512-255-8678. They are the smart guys that don't make you feel stupid. 
Give them a call today. Yep, we say it all the time. Don't buy TVs and then call AV consultations. No, call, not, they're, they're, yes. call them first. Call them first because they can get better deals on TVs than anybody else because they buy them wholesale. So they're going to get you great deals on that, and they will hook you up to get you ready for the best time of the sports year. Shout out to them. And shout out to our friends at Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment as well. If there is something you need to get done, maybe do it today, maybe do it tomorrow so you're ready to just sit on your couch and watch football all Saturday and all Sunday long, uh, go see our friends at Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment because they have all of the equipment you need to tackle whatever job that you may have, whether it's a small home project or a large construction job, the biggest selection, the best brands, rentals and sales, they've got it all at Top Gun. Two Austin area locations to best serve you, one up north at Anderson Square, the other on South 1st Street down south. Check them out online, topgun.net. We will shoot you straight. Buck, you yes, said sir. it. Super Bowl 58. Of course, the season kicks off tonight, which means we have to give our predictions today. Who you got in the AFC? Who you got in the NFC? And who's winning the Lombardi Trophy next February? Well, in the NFC, I'm just going to go ahead and pick the Eagles, the team that played in it last year. I think they're going to get a little bit better this year. I don't think they're going to stay the same. I think they even get better. Uh, uh, another year with Jalen Hurts. I think he's I think he's better than he was last year. You know, I, I think he's going to be right in the thick of things for the MVP. MVP, and I think that they're the team to beat. They're still the, have one of the best offensive lines, defensive lines in football. The wide receiver core is special. The quarterback has become special, and if he stays healthy this year, I think this team plays in the Super Bowl. I think they win the Super Bowl. But in the AFC, I think that's right. The guy that went to my fall my fall school. Tua gets it done. That that's just that's just such a talented. It's everybody's going to have to play catch up with the Miami Dolphins this year. You're going to have to be so good offensively, or you're not. It's going to they'll be hard to stop. So your offense has to be right in tune what they can do offensively. And if they're healthy and the quarterback's healthy, I don't know who's going to stop that group. They just have too many talented wide receivers, and the quarterback understands the system. I love the coach. I think things I, they've gotten better and better each year on defense. I think they win the AFC this year. I think they, they move right along, play in the Super Bowl, but I think the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year. The Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and being from Philly, being from that area, but being a born and raised and born in Philadelphia, I've never been a Philly fan. I don't want to see it. I don't want it to happen. I need the Dallas Cowboys to, to rise up. I need the 49ers. I know Cowboys fans don't want to hear it. But I don't need the Eagles to win the Super Bowl and have to go back to Pennsylvania. I don't care for any occasion to go back to Pennsylvania and the Eagles have won the Super Bowl again. That's too much to handle. Mm. Yeah. Only thing worse than that is if the Flyers ever win another Stanley Cup. That would be <laughs> even worse. The Broad Street Bulls. I don't have to worry about that because that's never going to happen again. Uh, you're putting the hex on the Flyers, huh? Oh, yeah. Mm. But I, I like the Eagles. That's a good, solid football team. You know they've got that little crazy coach, but I like what the, I like what they do. I, I like, I mean, the acquisition of Brown last year was amazing. That the Titans found a way to let that dude go. I I just still couldn't believe that he went. That was maybe the biggest acquisition I thought in the NFL last year was him getting to the Eagles. I mean that just flipped that team around and made them a problem for everybody for years to come. Yeah, he's a stud. How about this? How about a tip for your cousin this morning, Buck? It's a crazy stat I just found on 
the website twitter.com. Not sure if you're familiar. Oh, something about people not getting back to the Super Bowl? No, this is just week one. Okay. The Eagles open up the season in Foxborough against the Patriots. They are four to four and a half point favorites. How about this stat? The Super Bowl loser since 2000 is four and 19 against the spread in week one the following season. So maybe that's good news if you're a Patriots fan. Maybe that's a tip for your cousin out there. Once again, the Super Bowl loser in week one the following year is just 4-19 and 19 against the spread. Well, this just tells me that Bill Belichick, once they get their ass kicked in week one, he will be retiring after this year. Oh, so you're saying to hell with recent history. You're going oh, oh, with yeah. the Eagles and no, he's sticking a Robert, fork. Robert Kraft needs to be in a parade. He hasn't been in a parade except for down in the cat houses down in Florida somewhere. That's the only parade he's been in lately. He needs to be back on a float with a championship. He's kind of he's kind of done with Belichick. He understands without Tom Brady, this he doesn't think this guy can get it done. Just and this him. may be it. Belichick may say that's that's enough of this for me too. Yeah. I've got enough rings. I can go around and follow Bon Jovi around. You know, I don't think I think Bill Belichick's like Greg Popovich, dude. I don't think he's ready to hang him up anytime soon. I think the question becomes: Does Robert Kraft? kind of force him to move on. I mean, I don't think Bob Kraft would ever fire him. Like, I think they would word it as a mutual parting of the ways if things don't go right, because it does feel like Bob Kraft's starting to get a little bit impatient. And he knows his side has lost the Brady-Belichick divorce, right? Tom Brady leaves. He wins the Super Bowl his first year in Tampa Bay, and the Patriots have really struggled since Brady departed. So I think Bob Kraft's getting a little bit impatient, and he might be ready to make some changes if things don't go right this year, but I don't think Belichick is going to be like, no, I'm good. Like if Belichick does leave new England, I I think he's still going to want to get back into coaching somewhere else. I really do. I think he's one of those dudes that basically wants to do it until he's dead. That's interesting. Cause I think the other way, I think he's a dude that just goes away. I mean, he goes to like, I mean, he goes to Margaritaville and just hangs out on a boat and does nothing. RIP Jimmy. Just, Oh, just, yeah, rest in peace. He's just going to have press conferences with himself, you know, where he just go up to the microphone in an empty room and just speak gibberish and then go back fishing. I think that's what he'll do. I'm trying to, why keep looking down at my phone? I've looked up these stats before and I'm trying to find them again. The Super Bowl runner up, right? Because there's this long belief that there's some sort of curse on the team that lost the Super Bowl the previous year. And there are only two teams, three teams, excuse me, in NFL history that have lost a Super Bowl and then won it the very next year. The 1970 Cowboys did it. The 2017 New England Patriots, speaking of Bill Belichick, and the Pats did it. So the Eagles are trying to make some history here. And, yeah, the Miami Dolphins also did it as well. So there you go. So it hasn't happened that much, what you're predicting, where a team has lost a Super Bowl and then bounced back the following year to win it. The Eagles are one of the favorites, though, and they are definitely the favorites in the NFC, right? I mean, I get it. You don't want to count out San Francisco. Uh, They've been really, really good the last few years, and they obviously made it to the NFC Championship game last season. But still, with the 49ers, you're talking about Mr. Irrelevant as their quarterback. And he's coming off from an injury, right? Like, even if Brock Purdy was completely healthy, 
and was able to finish that NFC Championship game. He's Brock and Purdy, yeah. It didn't have to come off surgery in the offseason. I'd still be like, yeah, he's Brock Purdy. And, okay, can he do it over a full 17-game season? And now that there's film on him out there, can he adjust the way that some quarterbacks haven't? Like, I'll use another Big 12 quarterback as an example, Baker Mayfield. Ironic, he was the first pick in the draft. Brock Purdy, the last pick in the draft. But Mayfield had a great rookie season. And then teams adjusted, figured some things out, and Baker couldn't sure. adjust. And that's why he's been a journeyman quarterback over the last few years, and it feels like he's on his last life in the NFL. Like, it's tough, man. These coaches, these players are smart. They are going to find your weaknesses and find ways to exploit them. So, yeah, we're talking about a second-round, or excuse me, a second-year, seventh-round quarterback trying to lead San Francisco there. Uh, the Cowboys obviously have their issues, and then the rest of the NFC is just kind of a mishmash of eh right now. Well, so. is Kyle Shanahan the guru that everybody thinks he is? I mean, he finds quarterbacks that fit what he does offensively. Uh, this kid has an injury, though. This is an elbow injury, and there's a lot of games to be played. And is the next guy, is Sam Darnold ready to, to lead a team into playoffs? I mean, can that cat do it, say, in game seven? If this kid's arm starts to get weary and he starts to lose some velocity in his throws, or hell, it just starts to hurt. Yeah. I mean, who comes in and takes the reins? There's no superstar behind him. It's just a scrub behind him that hasn't done anything in his career. So I, I don't know. I I just, I, I know what they can do defensively. If Bose is playing, they're going to have one of the best defense. They just will yep. if Bose is back. It looks like he's going to get his money. He's going to be there playing. So yep. um, there's, they're a problem on defense. Once again, they have to store, they got to score points too. And you got to score points to keep up with Jalen Hurts and that group because they have all kinds of ways to score on you. And I think their defense gets a little bit better. If they keep, if they keep drafting guys from Georgia, they're going to be good, the Eagles. They keep getting the whole Georgia team on that, on their side on that defense. Eventually, you're not, nobody's going to score on these, on that group. But as of now, you've got to score with the Eagles. You got to go against the Eagles defense, which is pretty salty. And I don't know. I'm just I'm going to be rooting full balls to the wall for the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, and the whole gang. I I'd like to see them succeed this year. Yeah, I really right. like to see them to to win the NFC. But I I just don't know. I I'm it's still up in the air. Can they run the ball? Can they run the ball when they have to run the ball? Or is everything going to go on the shoulders of Dak Prescott? That's that's the deal. Does Dak have all that pressure? He makes enough money. It's it's time for him. I mean, he can't throw 18 picks. I mean, he's, eventually he's going to have to do it or he can't continue to be the quarterback. Right. Yeah, it's a big year you know? for Dak. So you're picking the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. I assume that means you're picking the Eagles to win the NFC East. Yes. Okay, because that's that's another curse that has been a real thing, right? There has not been a repeat winner in the NFC East since 2004, which is just absolutely insane to think about considering you've had the Giants win a couple of Super Bowls since then right. and the Eagles win a Super Bowl since then. And even those teams the following year couldn't find a way to win the division again. So, you know, almost by happenstance, just because the Eagles won it last year, I feel pretty good about the Cowboys' chances to win it this year, even though I think Philadelphia is the better team. That's just kind of the way history has gone over the last couple of decades, right? This is more than just a three- or four-year trend. This this feels like a phenomenon at this yeah, point. Yeah, I mean, you, you like that history stuff, and you like phenomenons, and you like that mf back there is – not real. He's not real. <laughs> oh, I mean, you it, need to get off the plane. If you're asking if I'm a fan of that chick, then yes, absolutely. 
We played. You're afraid of the crazies, huh? We, we played the video of her and all that makeup, the apology video that she made a couple of weeks later. Dude, that chick was fine as hell, man. No. Yeah, she's. I'm not marrying that, but I'm not no. not hitting that. I can tell you that. She's not fixable, and she's crazy is not good. Oh, I ain't trying to fix her. I'll, that's that's a one night deal right there. Oh, that's it. That's yeah. not you're not you're not taking her home to mama. No, I'll take care of her for one night, and then I never want to see her again. <laughs> never ever. No. no matter what, I never want to see. Would you let her know that you would never ever? Don't ever call me again. Yeah. Ever. On my way out of her place, I'll just be like, ah, I'm going to I'm gonna go watch that video of you on the plane. And that'll, that'll be the only way I ever see you again. And then oh I'll just be bragging to you. I'll be bragging to all of our listeners and viewers yes. and all of my friends that, yeah, I slept with the uh, crazy airplane lady. Wow. Now, I am not sleeping with the diarrhea chick. Not a not one time. All, no, that's, that's not cool to brag about, man. If you go to your boys and say that you slept with her, that's like, oh, dude, that's gross. If you go to your boys and say you slept with the, you know, that mf is not real, lunatic, then that's cool. But That is not cool. She's not cool. She's crazy. You'll be missing your junk. That's what will happen. That woman is crazy. She's taking souvenirs. Oh, you think she's going to... Your junk may be her souvenir. I'm telling you. A little castration going on? That lady would do that to you. Oh, man. Party favors for her, huh? Yes. If she's seen St. Paul sitting in the back of the plane, that's St. Paul back there. That's really one of the apostles. That's him right there. If that lady's talking like that, she's she's seriously going to take your junk at night while you sleep. I mean, really, you'd have one eye open. You'd never close your eyes. Mm. No, I wouldn't stay the night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you get done, you finish your business, and you're out the door. As quick as possible. You wouldn't even pet her dog. No, and you run out there because she might be trying to throw knives oh, at you as you're, uh, as you're bolting for the exits no. there. Oh, my God. Hey, a couple of the texts to get into on our new text line, 512-222-9328. He said, thank God is trying to send me into depression. Rangers baseball, then we're going to play Alabama this weekend. Yeah, hopefully uh, Texas looks a little bit better than the Texas Rangers have looked over Where the Where did they last. get whipped? Oh, wow. my God. Yeah, an embarrassing three-game series for the Rangers. The best three-game series for the Astros. Uh, somebody says, BK enlightened Bucky about the blue wave on 6th Street. Oh. Hmm. They've got tons of those because aren't those places where you can't? Oh, no. And 6th Street, they let you use the bathroom in there. You go in there and you buy drinks. You can crap in there all you want to. It's not like coming off the street when they say, oh, check the sign out. You're you're not an employee, are you? No. Uh, yep. You're just a bum on the street. Get out. I can't, I can't tell you what the blue wave is. I'm not worried that you're ever going to experience this because you don't drink anymore. But there, no. are, there are some of our listeners and some of our viewers who have never – gotten to experience the blue wave so i don't want to spoil the surprise it, it's awesome it's a lot of fun and if you uh if you are a drinker maybe uh next time you're really? at a bar on sixth street all the blue wave out there yeah it's not the porta pot either it's not like they make you drink out of the lid they don't go in and take a little scoop and then put it in your drink at the bar no no they're oh. not doing that somebody says porta potties are also known as mexican space shuttles are you familiar with that no, no, I, no, I am not. No, to my Mexican brethren out there, no, I'm not. I'm not aware of the space shuttle being a part of, and the Mexican space shuttle being a part of 
a porta potty. No, mm. no, and so, no. I've never had one pushed over. I've never fallen into one. I've never dropped anything into a porta potty ever. Yeah. And if I would, if I drop my phone in there, I'm diving in to get it. No, yes, I am. Not. Oh hell, hell yeah, I am. Dude. My phone. Oh, no, I'm reaching down there to try for sure. My if my phone goes into a porta potty, just hits. My arm is going in next. I'm hitting my knees and dipping my shoulder down there. I'm going to be very loose. You know, I've got I've got some strength in the right arm, maybe not in the left arm, but I'm going I'm going down. Woo! Hands going down all the way to the elbow, all, all the way up to the shoulder to retrieve my phone. Just raw dogging it. You're not going to get a glove or something. No, we don't have time. That thing that thing's going down. If that thing hits, you got to go in there. And you have to make that decision quickly. Bang. What if it already hits the ground? What if you don't make it quick enough? And AT&T, it's already on the ground I'll be, there. I'll be making a call. I'm not going scuba diving, <laughs> but I'm going to go arm diving for sure. And I'm coming out of there with the blue arm and all the Oh, my God, dude. No. <laughs> I don't think you're alone with that either, right? I think a lot oh, of no, people. I know people, oh, people will just stick their arm right in there. Dude. They'll, Oh yeah, I am out, man. If I ever drop my phone in a porta pot toilet, I it's we're getting a new you phone. Just, really, brand new phone? Yep, I'll, I'll pay the thousand bucks or whatever the hell it the costs. Thing is never going up to your face or your ear ever again. No chance. Oh, biohazard is that what we're gonna say? Yes, Bio, that's truly a biohazard in there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, single single white female. Shitting herself on a plane, not a biohazard. It's just shit. That's all. Oh Babies, it's just shit. Why Why would you even worry about that? I think maybe the Lysol spray made it a biohazard, right? The That's combination. what it is. Absolutely. I don't know if you've ever sprayed anything down with Lysol. Lysol stinks. They haven't come up. Lysol is the smelliest stuff you can spray anywhere. Yeah, you don't use Lysol, Lysol for smell. You use it for like disinfectant. But if you're like, yes. you, you get Febreze or something else, if you're trying now to make something talking. smell good. But Lysol, yes. vanilla mixed with lady with, oh. with with lady crap. <laughs> That's got a different smell too, oh, doesn't it? Oh man, all oh. together. All right. Oh, let, my let me give my Super Bowl picks here before we shift ahead, gears buddy. and start talking more Texas Bama, because there is an article from uh, CBS Sports talking about the five keys for the Longhorns to pull off the upset against the Crimson Tide in this Week 2 showdown on Saturday. By the way, Ryan Fowler, who covers the Alabama Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa, is going to join us at 940. So we'll go behind enemy lines to get the Bama preview for this weekend's tilt. But my Super Bowl picks, man, I I feel like I got a sign from God on the very first day of training camp that I should not be picking this team to win it all this year. But... I'm ignoring it. I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it's their time. They made it to the big game a couple of years ago, came up a little bit short against the Rams. They've been to the conference championship a few times over the last few years, including last season where they came up just a little bit short against the Kansas City Chiefs. I think this is the Bengals' year. I know Burrow got hurt. Uh, No one's 100% sure if he's going to play this weekend in the season opener against Cleveland. But I've got Burrow winning the MVP. I've got Jamar Chase as my offensive player of the year. And I think this is the year Cincinnati gets over the hump and wins their first ever Lombardi Trophy. BK, do you believe Joe Mixon can carry the whole load? I mean, Samaje Pirine is no longer there, correct? He's gone, right? That is right. 
Do you feel like Joe Mixigan handled it? I mean, I know he plays well. I know it, they'll find a substitute, but Pirine has been really, really good for them over the last two years. And he's yeah. been a big part of, of what they do in the screen game. For a big dude, that guy is nimble when it comes to running screens. So, so you're putting a lot of faith in Joe Mixon as the main ball carrier? Yeah, he's the guy team. He's the guy up there in okay. Cincinnati. They got their contract dispute figured out a little bit. Yes. The Bengals also drafted the kid Chase Brown out of Illinois, I think in the fourth or fifth round this year. I kind of like his right. game, too. I think he's got a chance to be a nice number two up there with the Bengals. But uh, the receivers are great, obviously, with Chase, with Higgins, with Tyler, Board, uh, mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd. The defense is solid. Um, excited about them. Hopefully Joseph Osai has a bounce-back season after, of course, the way his postseason ended in that AFC championship game. But uh, I think they've got enough, man, and I think it's their year. It's too hard to repeat. The Chiefs are great. They're the favorites for a reason. Um, but it's it's been a long time since anyone's repeated as Super Bowl champions. And I'm not saying the Chiefs dynasty is over or anything like that. I think the Chiefs are going to win the division and make a deep playoff run. I just think uh, Cincinnati gets them this year and they end up winning the Super Bowl over. Don't even think about saying it. The Arizona Cardinals. I know. Come on. <laughs> Man, I, I don't even know. The Cowboys, you might as well be saying the Arizona Cardinals. No, I'm not picking. Come on, I'm not dumb. Oh, I am dumb. I'm not that dumb. I'm not picking the Cowboys to make the NFC Championship game, let alone make it all the way to the Super Bowl. Well, you're either picking the Eagles or the 49ers. Yeah, I'm going with the Niners. And I, I feel like I'm contradicting what I said 10 minutes ago about the Niners having questions at quarterback, right? With Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, coming off a serious injury in his second year. Uh, the Niners clearly believe that he's fine. I think that was part of the reason why they traded Trey Lance. They clearly believe that Sam Darnold is a capable backup should something happen to Brock Purdy. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan's one of the best coaches in football, and that team is just loaded with talent on both sides. They got the Bosa deal done last night, so he's going to be a part of things this season. Yep. Uh, I'll go Cincinnati over San Francisco. The Bengals get some revenge, right? Because the Niners, they beat the Bengals in two Super Bowls. Back in the uh, Joe Montana era, I think Cincinnati, not that any of the players or coaches are the same or anything like that, but I think Cincinnati gets uh, some revenge. So I've got the Bengals over the Niners in Super Bowl 58 in beautiful Las Vegas. Yeah, let's just hope that that Joe Burrow's, um, that calf muscle injury is not a lag, uh, a nagging thing that's going to bother him every other game or he just makes a, a sudden move and bang, you're back to step one with him, that that's not a problem. So far, it's been a problem. I, I thought by now he'd be healthy and ready to go. This 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 injury had to be at least five weeks ago, six weeks. It seems like it was a long time. It was like very early. It's like the first week of camp, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first, it was the first day of camp? It's either the first or second day when it happened. It seems like it's been a long, long time, but they're still wondering if – if he's going to be the starter, will he start? Once again, does he have to start in game one? Is that a must for this team? Who are they playing on opening day? Uh, Cleveland. Well, they need him. That's, yeah, that's. Towel boy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if they can beat Cleveland. I don't know what Cleveland's going to be this year, but like. I, well, I you know they're going to be able to run the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. They've got one of the best, if not the best, backs in all of football, but. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, Burrow has been practicing. He did have a press conference this week. It sounds like he's going to be okay, but 
Uh, Zach Taylor, their head coach, couldn't 100% commit earlier this week when he was asked about Burrow playing. Maybe just a little gamesmanship going on. Um, I don't know how much of a difference that actually makes. But regardless, uh, I'm going to bank on Burrow being healthy. Even if it's not week one, I think he's going to be healthy for most of the season. And he leads Cincinnati to the promised land in the jungle. Yeah, well, he's got a better chance of staying upright than Tua. Oh, what? I thought Tua went to your fall school. I thought he was okay. Yeah, yeah. but we don't know until that first, that helmet hits the ground. His head jacks off that ground for the first time. Let's just see if the marbles stay in there. His head jacks off the ground? Yeah, I mean, when that head hits for the first time, and he should know better than having his head slammed back. We've, We've gone through some of those things of, how to fall, fall guy. Mm. You should be able to fall the right way. Dude, that, this, is, this is a 180 for you, by the way, because earlier this week, or maybe it was late last week, you basically guaranteed that Tua was going to be healthy this year because he attended your fall school. Now all of a sudden you're changing your mind? Dude, you just don't know what the Pistons are like up there from that from those previous rattle jobs, you know? And it is the NFL, and as much as you don't want, you want to keep your head out of it, when some of those guys grab you and and slap your head back, sometimes your neck can't stop the momentum that's going that way when the three hundred pounders on top of you. So it'll it'll be interesting. Guess Tua didn't graduate. No, maybe he didn't graduate. <laughs> you <laughs> said he did. Yeah, he's graduated. He's going to be good. He's playing. He's going to make it through the season. I don't. I don't even know what to believe anymore. Yeah. Hey, Bucky. Tomorrow. 1130. We will be out at Covert Bee Cave. Tell the folks about Covert and about what we have going on tomorrow for lunch. Tomorrow we've got a meet and greet and we will do that at every home game during the football season. We're going to meet you folks over there at 10, 1130, not 1030, 1130. We'll be there. Smokey Moe's Barbecue. Verde's will be there with chips, salsa and queso for you. We're going to talk football with legendary great player. He is a legend and he is a was a great player at University of Texas. And of course, he's been a, a what 12-year pro. He was a 12-year pro, as a matter of fact. He's been all pro. He was a special teams all pro. Michael Griffin will be there. He will sign autographs. We'll talk Texas. Of course, we'll talk Texas, Alabama. We'll talk about the Texas football season and get a chance to meet Mike and talk with Mike. He did this for me a couple years ago. We had a great time. This is only going to last about an hour, folks. This is This is not stay all day, eat and drink and stay all day. You need to get back to work. So we're going to get you back to work on a Friday. Most of you, some of you will not be going back to work. We know that you'll be headed to the house. And a lot of you work from the house, understandable, but you'll be going back to the house and continuing to make this country great by going back to work. We understand that. But we're going to meet there between 1130, 1145. Be there, talk some football. You will have food. You'll get to see the wonderful folks over at the covert facility. And it is quite the facility on 42 acres and B Caves, Texas, absolutely gorgeous. Off of Highway 71, they've got three new state-of-the-art auto dealerships, and they carry all the brands, seven brands, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Now, they also have their locations out there in Hutto. They've got Hutto, Ford, and they've got Ford Lincoln in Austin. So you'll be, believe me, we cover all of the coverts, and we're going to continue to cover all the coverts. But we're going to give you an opportunity. And you can see our digs where they've set us up with a wonderful studio <laughs> out can, there. You can but see our what? Our digs. 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 Is, is, yeah, our Got digs. It. Yeah. Got it. Not, not our not our about. I was like, what? what? I don't know if that's going to get people out there or scare <laughs> no, everybody away. The beautiful digs that they've set up for us to do our pregame shows because we'll be there 
on Saturday, two hours before the game in our pregame show. We did that last last week, and it was great. And you got to see the facilities that they're placing us in. But they've got all the cars. they got everything. There's something out there for everyone. So come and check it, check that out. But come and have lunch with us, talk a little Texas football, and meet Michael Griffin. So that will happen tomorrow and every Friday of home games. Come join us out there at uh, Covert BKs. Absolutely. Love that place. Love the folks, Dan Covert, and, of course, Mike, Stacy, and the whole gang out there. Meet everybody. Be a part of the family. Yep, we'll be out there tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Trey will be out there as well. We think Mike Harge is going to be out there. You're going to do your show out there, are you not? Trey and I will be doing our show live. Mike might be doing his show live as well. Awesome. We're working on that to see if we can make that happen out at Covert Bee Cave. But it's going to be a ton of fun. It's a free lunch, man. Like, free lunch, Texas football. Who doesn't love those two things? We're taking care of you. I know my golfing friends will be there. They like free. Oh, of course they do. The Texas <laughs> cheaters. They're like the uh, the old Geico commercial with the alligator arms. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're not taking out their credit card free. You say free, they're there. They me. are there. Shout out to Covert BK. And shout out to Altstadt Beer. You know, when I die, Buck, my headstone is going to say a few things. Here lies BK. Date I was born. Date I died. Loved his family. Loved his friends, loved Texas Sports Unfiltered. And loved I was never going to say that, that that MFR back there is not for real. <laughs> <laughs> it won't say that, but it will also say loved Altstad beer. That's going on my headstone. Nice. That's, that's how much I love this stuff. My fridge is stocked with Altstad, ready for football season. The first big football weekend we have all year long. I am ready to roll. Hopefully your fridge is stocked with Altstat. If not, get to the store on your way home from work today, tomorrow, whenever. Make sure you're stocked up with the greatness of Altstat beer. They've got a number of different brews, something for every beer drinker out there. The Lager, the Kolsch, those are their two flagship beers. We're talking award-winning brews brewed in Fredericksburg, right here in the heart of the Central Texas Hill Country, but available wherever you shop for beer all throughout the Lone Star State. This stuff is so good, man. I'm telling you, one sip and you won't go back to the other beers you have been drinking in the past. It is the official beer of BK. It should be the official beer of you as well. It's old stat beer, no impurities, no regrets. Yeah, for the, Friday of the Fridays of those home games, we will definitely have Longhorn legends out there that you can meet, come up, shake their hands, you know, get an autograph from them. But as I said, you know, they love signing autographs. But try not to bring like a whole shoulder full of jerseys and five balls. Just if you've got a jersey and a ball, that's fine. But don't bring six or seven things. Don't do that to those guys. They love signing that stuff. And I don't know what you do with them. I don't know if you put them on the wall or you sell them or whatever, put them on eBay. But they'll sign. Michael signs a lot of stuff. Don't don't sit there with three or four things having this guy sign that. We want to talk some. We want to talk some. Take your football questions. You know, talk to you about. I mean, it could be NFL football. Talk to you about the Cowboys. But most of it, we want to talk about the Longhorns, and well, about that game that's about to happen the next day. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that game that's uh, going to happen two days from now. Texas, the number eleven team in the country, they did not move up. In the AP Top 25 poll, I don't know how many people care, but uh, I thought maybe there was a chance this was going to be a top 10 matchup because a couple of top 10 teams lost this past weekend, but the Longhorns didn't look super impressive. 
in their win over Rice. So they actually got jumped by a couple of teams, right? Tennessee was ranked below Texas last week. They're now ahead of Texas. Notre Dame also ranked below Texas last week. They are now ahead of Texas. So the Longhorns still number 11. Alabama actually moved up a spot to number three. So uh, that is your matchup. It's number 11, Texas on the road, taking on number three, Alabama. The line starting to move in favor of the Crimson Tide, Buck. It opened at seven. Now most boat, uh, most sports books, I don't know what those are, most sports books have it at seven and a half. So not major line movement, but a little bit of early-ish money coming in on the Tide. We've got an article from our friends at CBS Sports. Five keys for the Longhorns to pull off the upset this weekend. We'll start with number one. We'll go one by one, and I'll get your thoughts on all of these, okay. Buck. Ready? All right. Here we go. Number one, protect Quinn Ewers. Yes. The uh, article mentions Texas's offensive line struggles in week one against Rice. Three of Texas's five starting offensive linemen finished with grades below 60. According to Pro Football Focus, Ewers was pressured eight times and sacked three times. And, of course, this week, Dallas Turner, Jaheim Otis, and that great Bama defensive front will be the test. So, number one, do you agree? The number one key for Texas to win this game on Saturday is to protect QB1. That's generally the, the, one of my three keys in an opening game is you got to protect the quarterback. You can't let your quarterback go out in game one and get hit because you made a silly mistake, you know. And, and, for, and for this guy, he got hurt in this particular game last year. So it's going to be in his mind for sure. And it should be on the mind of all the players. We've got to protect our quarterback, which is everybody's job. That's the offensive line's job. It's the receiver's job to get to there, to where they need to be. It's the running back's job. When a blitz pickup comes, you've got to protect your quarterback. And the quarterback has to protect himself by getting rid of the ball on time. Now, no matter what, he's got to take care of the ball. His main job is not to turn it over or give it to the other guy, but he also has to protect himself. He can't take hits because he's holding on to it. 1,001, 1,002, and he's standing around patting the ball. Throw it up in the stands. Get rid of it. Play another down. Yep. But don't hold on to it until you get smucked. You know what I'm saying? Yep. He's got to protect himself also. Yeah, I would say that's number one. Yep. I would agree with that. Yeah, th- th- this is not a key for me, but I've like l- given a list of requests for what I want to see in this yeah. Texas-Bama game. Number one is win the game. Uh, number two is the quarterback stays healthy because yes. I, I haven't seen that in my lifetime where a quarterback, a Texas quarterback, has started and finished the same game against Alabama. I don't want to have any of those what-if debates like we had in 09 or early 2010 and like we obviously had coming out of that game here in austin last year so yeah protect quinn ewers uh according to chip brown our guy and of course of horns 24 7 cole hudson has been getting most of the reps with the ones on the offensive line at right guard dj campbell got nicked up last weekend maybe that's a a part of it but also yeah Yeah. he didn't look that great and the offensive line as a whole obviously did not look that great so that's key number one protect quinn ewers key number two for a texas upset limit jalen milrow well that one's pretty obvious right keep your quarterback healthy and try to slow down their quarterback in two career starts milrow is completing 68 percent of his passes also averaging 5.4 yards a carry on the ground and has eight touchdowns to just one interception. Of course, he is from Texas, played his high school ball at Katie Tompkins in the Houston area. Ridiculously good athlete. Milrow magic is something that Alabama fans are using to describe his play this year. But still, 
He's inexperienced, Buck. You've talked about this all week long, right? I, forget limit Jalen Milrow. I'll kind of change the verbiage here and just say make Jalen Milrow beat you with his arm. Yes, yeah, yeah. Force him inside to some of your, your fantastic tacklers. You've got tacklers all over the field. You've got safeties that play like linebackers. You have enough guys that we've seen over the last year really make make headway into to tackling. There's there has there was not a tackling epidemic last year. Those guys did did great the way they fit with their with their partners uh, in that secondary and in that linebacker area. I, I'm not. He's going to make a play. He's going to make a play or two. He's going to have a couple big plays. Now you just got to limit him. He can't be, and he can be their leading rusher, but he can't be a guy rushing for. Uh, 130, 125 on you, or you're going to get beat down. That's that's going to hurt. If that guy rushes for for 70, 60 yards, then he's a running back. That's fine. But he can't rush for 70 and throw for 270 or 370. You can't have both. He can't have it both ways with that guy. What are you willing to give up? I'm willing to make him try to throw the ball to beat me, but I can't let him rush for 175 against me because you're going to get. That's going to hurt a lot. Milrose only started two games in college football, one last year against AM, and obviously Bama's week one win over Middle Tennessee. He's only thrown 37 passes at the college level. So make him beat you with his arm. We know how good of a runner he is. He's fast as all hell. He's also big, and he, he doesn't slide yeah. that much either. Like He'll, he'll take oh, a no. hit. He'll, he'll run over somebody on yeah, well, Saturday. Yeah, make him take those hits. Give him If he wants the opportunity to run somebody over, that second guy – Make him pay for running with the football. He has to pay. If he's not sliding and trying to play another down, if he's trying to act like a run, be a quarterback and a running back, you've got to make him pay for being a runner. Yep, absolutely. I mean, when you hit him, you got to hit him hard. you got to look. You know what? Give him some coleslaw with them ribs that you're about to take from him. So, oh. I mean, really, go ahead and go. Like have all that. the ribs you want, but I'm going, to give you a, I'm going to give you a little order of coleslaw with that because I'm going for those ribs. I'm going to make him pay as a runner. So you're saying wanna, if, if Devondre Sweat breaks Jalen Milrose ribs, he's got to go to the sideline, get a little bowl of coleslaw, and just dump it on his have head. Some coleslaw, that's right. That's <laughs> some coleslaw with those ribs. But make him try to beat you in the air. Yeah. You know, make him prove that he really is a a passing quarterback because he's going to get his runs in the game. It's not that you're not going to totally stop this cat. This guy's going to get loose when 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 secondary guys have their back running down the field. And he's going to get loose. You got to limit him. He can't. He can be your leading rusher. But when I say leading rusher, that leading rusher has to have about 60, 70 yards. Can't be one seventy five. No. Can't be close to two hundred yards against you, or that's going to be a problem. Right. Yeah. Alabama as a team can't be close to two hundred yards. Right. No. I don't care who gets him. If it's you know eighty for Milrow and one hundred and twenty for Jace McClellan, that's a problem. That's a problem right there. Yes. So if you can keep him under a hundred, that would be huge. But especially under like one twenty five, one thirty. Otherwise, uh, you start to get nervous of uh, of Texas's chances here. And yeah, I have I have him getting his yards. I have him making his big plays. Yeah, you just got to limit those. You can't have three or four of those. You can have two of those where he gets loose and he runs for twenty five yards or so, yep. slides out of bounds. Or if he wants to, if he wants to hump it up in there, trying to be a running back, then make him pay for that run every yeah. single time. Yeah, and, and you got to and you got to watch it when you come after him. There's got to be a spy, BK. Somebody's got to yep. spy that kid. That kid doesn't get to run freely into your into your secondary. No, I mean PK's got to do that. They can't say, okay, well, we've got good enough athletes, we can run with him. I, I, 
I don't want to take my chances in that. No, you got to keep him contained, right? He's not an elite passer. I don't even know if he's a right. great passer. He, he looked pretty good last week, but they were playing Middle Tennessee. So uh, the one quality opponent, and the quality opponent was 5-7 and A and M that Jalen Milrow went up against. He had a lot of inconsistencies throwing the football. So, yeah. uh, look, Milrow's fast as hell. But, um, yeah, now make him stand back there in the pocket and try to beat you. If you can do that, then you've got a really, really good chance to pull off this win on Saturday. Uh, you said it, man. Texas has been very good against traditional run games. They were great last year, only gave up three and a half yards to carry. They were awesome week one against Rice. But the last few times Texas has gone up against quarterbacks like this have not gone that well no. uh, i think a kj jefferson trey and i were talking about this yesterday right the arkansas game a couple of years ago different team year one of the coaching staff i i get it but that was like the last true dual threat type of qb texas went up against and it did not go well and then i think about the guys who are not as fast as jalen milrow that texas played last year donovan smith the tech quarterback yes. lost that game couldn't get off the field in that game and then Spencer Sanders, once again, not as fast, better thrower, I think, than Milrow, but not as fast. Uh, Texas obviously lost that game, too. So, like, those dual-threat quarterbacks have given PK a little bit of trouble during his uh, relatively short time in Austin. That's that's what Jalen Milrow is. So, like, I, yeah, I feel great about Texas this. against a traditional run game, but I've got questions yeah. about Texas against a running quarterback, Buck. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make him a passer. I've, I've got faith in the secondary, as I said, I believe by – the halfway point of the season, they'll be in the top 10 as a secondary in the country. Make him show you that he's a is a full-fledged college quarterback, that he can drop back and pass it. Stay stay in your lanes. You know, keep the integrity of your lanes when you're rushing this guy. Don't give him a, a go up the gut where there's no nobody behind that. And, no, and don't let him break containment. You know he's going to try to break containment. He's going to try to break you down. He's going to try to help their run game by him being the guy who breaks your containment. So you can't get caught with those inside hard rushes and you give up containment on this guy. He won't even look down the field to pass it. He'll just take off and run with the football if you're given, if, if given a go to run the ball or to take a chance and make a reception down the field. I got to believe he's going to take off and run with the football. I think so, too. I think so, too. All right, number three, as we move along this CBS Sports article, keys to a Texas upset at Alabama on Saturday night. Buck, this one's interesting. Really want to get your thoughts on this. Lean on a... Running back, the article says Jonathan Brooks, C.J. Baxter, and Jaden Blue combined for 27 carries for 145 yards in the win over Rice. But ultimately, Texas has to find a running back that it trusts the most in the biggest moments against a physical Alabama front. They need, they say, somebody needs to get into a rhythm. So is this the case of, you know, maybe try all of those guys early, but figure out who's got the hot hands? and just ride that guy for all four quarters? Is that the game plan? Yeah, I, I want a guy to get hot, but I also don't want a guy who keeps getting stuffed because the offensive line is playing like they did against Rice. I'm not playing that game all day long, trying to find out who the hot hand is. I think it's Jonathan Brooks immediately. I, I like for it to be Jonathan Brooks because, well, if, if the other kid's healthy, believe me, if he's healthy and not hurt as we heard he practices and he's all right to go, then why won't he be the starter? If they believe they've seen more of him than, than we've seen of him, they believe in C.J. Baxter. And I'm not going with this, oh, it's Alabama. He's too young for this. Nope. If you're good enough, you're old enough. Mm. You know what I mean? You know my saying, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And why, would he, why, why wouldn't he Why would he be the same as he was last week? If he's not injured 
and you started him against Rice, then you start against him, start him against Alabama. Why not? You've, yeah. you've looked at him all fall long. You know that he's a good player. Then get his ass in the game and let's go. Give him the ball. Let him do some things. He's going to have to pass protect. He's going to have to protect the quarterback. He's going to have to protect himself when he goes down. They're going to hit him. He's never going to be hit like this. You know, he may get hit at practice, but if you think the Rice kids hit you hard, hmm. wait till this week when they start hitting you. But if he's that guy that they believe that he is, then he starts the game. And then we just start, and then we just go along with that. And then Jonathan Brooks becomes that second guy. But for my money, I'm going to put a veteran in because I don't know where the separation was. I didn't see much of the separation last week, except for I thought the kid separated his shoulder. That's about it. Hmm. But the separation between the two backs, I'm going to go with the guy that's just a little bit, has a little bit more experience. And I'm not, I'm not putting the freshman in there unless I'm the guys that are on this coaching staff now who's seen more of him than we all have seen of him. Yep. If yeah. they think he's mature enough, get him in, let's go. I think Jonathan Brooks was the better looking of those two running backs. I did too last week. I did. Yep. C.J. Baxter had the longest run. Unfortunately, it was on that play where he got hurt, but he did finally break off a big one in the second half of that matchup. Jaden Blue did some good things. Uh, I don't know how much Jaden Blue we're going to see this weekend, right? This doesn't feel like a third string type of game and that's kind of what Jaden blue is hell he might be the fourth string because of keelan robinson who obviously fills a different role for this texas offense but uh yeah brooks or baxter man i mean hopefully both of those guys can break off some big runs or at least just keep this ground game consistent enough to where texas is able to right. move the chains offensively. you get 130 yards total with this all three of them that's fine i've been in games where you know i've been in in, in texas oklahoma games where even with guys like ricky williams and priest Holmes and sean mitchell we talked about as a group, guys, we need 125, 130 yards as a group. And they used to look at me like, what are you talking about? I'm getting 130 myself. I'm like, let's just do this. Let's just try to aim for 130 yards as a group in this particular game. Not every week you don't do that, but this is one of those games against a team like Alabama. As a group, if they get 125, 130, they're in the ball game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If, okay. they, get, if they get 45, 50 yards, Look out. Oh, no chance. I mean, no, Quinn, Quinn Ewers is going to have to play the game of his life. Yes. If Texas can't run the football, Ewers is going to have to complete like 35 to 40 passes for Texas to win this one. Yeah. He's going to have to like – people are going to have to be talking about – yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to have to be talking about in the passing game. Yeah, they're going to have to talk about Ewers as a Heisman candidate. Sure, if Texas can't run the football and they somehow find a way to win, like that's going to be the conversation leaving this one. So find a running back, man. Like I, I'm with you. If the rotation works, that's fine. But if it's clear that one guy has it on Saturday, he might not be the right. guy that has it in all 12 games. But if he's the guy that has it on Saturday night. This is my Tom Herman PTSD kicking in. Don't just rotate guys for the sake of rotating. No. Oh, no, no, oh, no. It's your series. Go in. No. Yeah. No. Ride the hot hand. Ride the hot hand. Hopefully Texas can run the football. Uh, number four, Texas's keys to an upset against Alabama. Spread the field. CBS Sports ranked Texas as the number two wide receiver room in the country, trailing only Ohio State going into the season. Uh, they mentioned all of the great wide receivers that Texas has. This article mentions Jatavion Sanders as well. And, of course, it's strength on strength with the Texas receiving room going up against the Bama secondary. I, I will say this. Bama's got a couple of dudes banged up in their defensive backfield. A couple of seniors, Malachi Moore and Jalen Key, both questionable right. right now for the Crimson Tide. Now, they still have some dudes back there. Kool-Aid McKinstry 
one of the yep. best corners in the country. He might be the first cornerback off the board in the NFL draft next April. He's also an explosive return man. Watch out for that dude. They still have some talent there, but man, this you want to see worthy excuse me, you want to see Ewers spread the ball. Like the first quarter last year in that game against Bama, it wasn't just worthy. Like oh, everybody, yeah, everybody on the offense it. was eating and Ewers was just throwing darts all over the field and Nick Saban had no answers. Like that's that's what you need to see. You can't just lock in on Xavier Worthy like it felt like Ewers has done too much in his Texas career. You've got to use all of the weapons at your disposal. Spread the field. That's the strength of this offense, this wide receiver room. And, of course, you throw JT Sanders in there, too. That makes it even better. Spread the wealth. Spread the field. Everybody needs to eat. Yeah, and when the field is spread, last year they had Bijan Robinson in the backfield. And if he got out on one of your linebackers by himself, you had to be careful. So that it, it's not quite the same spreading the field this year with those guys. When you got these other dudes in the backfield, it's just it's just a little bit different. I and I and I and I believe that off of some of this stuff, off this spread, you still got to use your screen game. Got to find a way because those dudes are coming in. Okay, from last week to this week, the offensive line may have gotten a little bit better. Communications has to be better, but the dudes that are coming through this week, BK, you got to go over the top of them in the spring game and in, in the in the screen game. Let them come, drop it over the top. And now let your guys who are pretty good athletes on the offensive line get down the field and make some plays on their secondary guys and their linebackers. I love the screen game in this particular game. And no, I don't like the screen out there to the wide receivers. I don't want those fools rallying and knocking heads off. That's not the screen game I'm talking about. I'm talk- I mean, I like Jonathan Brooks as a screen player. I think he's fantastic. He reminds me a lot of Priest Holmes when he gets the ball and, and, and sets up blocks that well. So I like him just like I love to. Bijan Robinson, and he didn't catch enough screens in his career at the University of Texas under Sark. He was down the field catching the ball, but I didn't think he ca- caught enough screens. And this needs to be a screen team because they have those kind of offensive linemen in open space that can maneuver themselves around. You know, yeah. I, I always want to I always want to run counters. I like misdirections against teams like this, but I don't like vacating linemen in spots against physical dudes. You know what I mean? Where they run down behind you sure. and they grab your back from behind. Or they penetrate when your when your quarterback's about to hand off on a counter and they're taking the handoff. I don't like those things either. Grab there's your- do's and there's don'ts. And against a team like this, vacating areas on the offensive line may not be their best solution. I don't like hearing you say grab that dude's back from behind and then penetrate. That's that's not what I thought was going to happen on the field on Saturday. Really? You, didn't, you weren't thinking that at all? No, no, that's not where my mind went. But uh, that's they that's. Are- and humming it up in there is not one of your favorite terms either, huh? No. <laughs> well, no, not not on a football field. I'm not trying okay. to watch that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, <laughs> right. com- not completely opposed to it, but, oh, man. Not on the field. Not on the field of play. I got you. Not on the field of play. Yeah, the screen game's interesting. Obviously, Jonathan Brooks had that uh, receiving touchdown in the screen game last week. Uh, yes. I'm curious how much Alabama blitzes, because Ewers against the Blitz has actually been pretty good. And you're like, BK, what about last week? Well, Rice was getting pressure with just four because they were just twisting and Correct. stunting. But when they're they not were waste their time blitzing, they're going to drop because no. they, need double, they need to cover Xavier Worthy back there with an extra guy. They need to keep their eye on him. Yeah. I mean, when when uh, when Rice actually brought extra rushers, Quinn Ewers was pretty damn good, uh, especially in the second half. And he's actually put up some pretty decent numbers against the Blitz in his career. So yeah. uh, does Alabama blitz a lot? Do they just try to rush four and go with those twists and stunts and hopes that it works like it did 
with Rice last weekend. Uh, curious to see what Saban has in store. He's not going to do the well, same thing every play. He's going to mix well, things he's, up. He's not the GOAT for nothing. I mean, that guy's the GOAT because he's going to watch film and say, that kid likes to throw to that particular player right there a lot. Yep. We know he's throwing to Xavier Worthy. He's going to watch film, and he's not just watching the Alabama film last year. He's watching all of Texas film going, that guy right there loves that. He loves him some Xavier Worthy. He's going to try to get him the ball no matter what. He's going to throw it into coverage. He's going to try to get it in the tight windows. That's just his favorite guy. He'll make a mistake and do that. Nick Saban's got to say, why are we stunning and doing anything? Let's just put pressure with our four guys. Hell, Bryce got pressure with four guys. Why wouldn't we get pressure? Yep. And the last tip, the last key for Texas to beat Alabama, according to CBSSports.com, number five, survive the moment. Yes. That's as simple as that, right? This is a massive, massive game. Maybe the most significant non-conference road game the Longhorns have played since 2005 when they went into the horseshoe in that top five matchup against Ohio State and the Longhorns left victorious. This might be the biggest true road non-conference game Texas has played since then. And how about this, Buck? We talked about how good Nick Saban is at home, 103-8 and eight at Bryant-Denny over the course of his Alabama career. Alabama has also won 21 straight home games, which is the longest active streak in college football. They are 52-1 and one in their last 53 home games. And then for Texas, we said it, Sark, 3-6 and six in true road games in his Texas career. But how about this? The Longhorns have also lost five straight true road non-conference games. And that doesn't even count the... 2017 Maryland game, which was technically a neutral site because they played it where the commanders play at FedEx Field. But the Longhorns have really struggled in true road non-conference games. Of course, all of those aren't on Sark. The coach is different and the players are different. But like Texas has to survive the moment. They're going to get punched in the mouth. The crowd's going to be nuts in Tuscaloosa on Saturday night. And there's going to be that moment where Texas can either succumb to the pressure or they can get up off the mat and fight back it's going to happen early and that's going to go a long way into determining whether or not texas can keep this thing close for four quarters saturday night how they overcome a turnover an interception or a fumble and it doesn't go their way and they they lose the ball how the defense comes right back out there and have to defend after a turnover i mean whether it's a drop ball or whether it's an incompletion if the quarterback has that hang dog look going to the sideline is the, is the moment going to be too much for MBK is right? You're going to find out because they're going to have more than one moment in that football game where you find out what this team is all about and can they stand together and can they fight together because it's going to happen. It will be there on Saturday night. It's just it's just that kind of game. It's just that kind of place. And as you said, they're used to, they're used to winning there. But I still believe it's not coming down to a field goal. Somebody's getting beat in this game. Somebody's going to get beat on Saturday. And it's not going to be... It's not going to be that dramatic, here we go, come from behind, field goal. Somebody is going to get beat up in this football game on Saturday. Yeah, I'm hoping it's not the horns. I'm hoping that they can sustain and survive, keep the chains moving, don't get over their skis. If they get a lead, don't look for more. If you get a lead, you've got to look for more. You can't become complacent in this football game and say, you know, that's pretty good. We're up by 10. It's the third quarter. We're good. Let's just – Let's just kind of run some clock. No, no, no. If you're up 10, you need to be up 17. You need to keep going the way that you got to be up 10. You can't get complacent. There's no way because Nick Saban's team is going to be there for four quarters. I think you saw that last year when they went on the road and they came here. It was in the fourth quarter. It was down to the two-minute mark, 
where they were still battling. They're going to do that. They're going to bring, and they're definitely going to bring that kind of fight at home. And if they were up by two touchdowns, believe me, they're looking for 21. They're not looking to say, okay, we're up 14. It's the beginning of the fourth quarter. I think that's enough. Let's just lean on Texas a little bit and run the clock out. No, they're looking for more. So you're going to have to look for more in this game. It can't be a complacent that we can run the clock. Nobody's running the clock out here. They're looking for points. Mm-hmm. And they're probably not three points that everybody's looking for in this game. So you're calling a two-score margin of victory on Saturday? For someone, yes. For someone. Okay. Yes. Yes, I am. What did Herb Brooks say? Great moments are born from great opportunities. That's that's what we've got. That's what Texas has in make front of this them. Kid, no, make this guy a passer. Make him throw it to you. Don't let him become a dynamic runner where we hear about he's the greatest runner we've ever seen in college football as a quarterback. We don't want to see that Saturday. We want to make him a decent runner where he gets a little bit of his, but then when he starts to throw it, he throws it to the other guys with the other uniforms. That's what you want to make him do. And you want to you want to you want to run the ball, but you don't want to beat your head against the wall where you're getting stuffed. And you don't want to be in third and, and threes and third and fives and all that stuff and fourth and twos where you say, oh, we're going for it. And you come up with that unsalted run game that runs up the gut and they stuck, they stick it right up your ass. You don't want that to happen to you because that changed all the momentum that changes the crowd. You don't want to be stuck fourth and one. You don't want to be in any of those deals this week because if you don't get it, the momentum of everything will change and that snowball effect will start to happen on you. Yeah. I do not want. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be one of those kind of games, BK. I think somebody's getting beat on Saturday. I don't want anyone sticking anything in my ass. Like, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. You don't want any of that? No. You don't want anybody to achieve any of that, huh? No. We're going to be speaking with Ryan Fowler, who covers the Alabama Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa in about five minutes. But uh, before we shift gears, Buck, tell the great folks who are tuned into Texas Sports Unfiltered right now about the great chair that you're sitting in, thanks to Relax the Back. Nothing but comfort. You know, my messed up back. Getting the right support has always been super difficult for me, and nothing gave me the comfort that my back needed until I found Relax the Back. I love these folks. You know, you can live pain-free if you've got the right chair, believe me, because a lot of folks that are sitting at their office right now, they've just got a chair that's been hanging around the house if they're if they're working from home, and they slid this over to their office desk. But, folks, that's not the way to go. For me, I can't do 20, 25 minutes in a chair it's not from relax the back. My back will not stand for it. I had thoracic back surgery, and whether it's lumbar surgery or no surgery at all, if you have a bad back, you want to go see the folks at relax the back. And they've got plenty of things for you. They've got unbelievable sales there on office chairs, whether it's Tempur-Pedic mattresses, you can get that done at relax the back. And they've got two locations in BK, at the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods, and once again in Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Live pain-free like the buck with relax the back we've got to get you in one of those chairs you still got that stolen chair of yours yeah i'm actually sitting in my bar mitzvah chair my parents gave it to me as a gift when i was 13 and that's the chair that i'm sitting in now what is the chair that they use when at at the wedding when they put it over their shoulders is that a greek wedding or that's our or is that that you people's wedding that's our people that's your people at your wedding? Yeah, bar mitzvahs, weddings, celebrations. You get to sit in the chair all the time. People are always picking you up over their shoulders. Yep. We do the hora is the name of the dance. And then really? yeah, whoever's being celebrated, bride and groom, bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, family, they get lifted up in the chairs in the middle of the circle. Do we have any special occasions for just birthdays? 
Uh, I mean, we, we celebrate birthdays as the Jewish faith, if that's what you're asking. But there's not a party for that. Nobody's going up on a chair for their 12th birthday, right? No, no, we usually don't do that for the birthdays. Oh, okay. You've never been lifted up in one of those chairs? Hell no. Oh, it's awesome, man. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. We don't have enough parties. Black people don't have enough parties. <laughs> you don't, I mean, after 10 birthdays. Uh, the cookout, man. You don't get the invites to the cookouts? Oh, I got to have the cookout. Now, if I go to the cookout, I'm the one cooking. And, I, and I'm a terrible barbecue guy. Yeah, okay, so but, you're not the one cooking. I'm the one that wants, hey, let me do this. Yes. Let me add some more charcoal. Let me add some more lighter fluid to get this thing really going. But, yeah, I try to be the cook, and I'm always the one sent over to the table, the kids' table. Yeah. You go over there. Tell your stories to the kids. Give them your tip for kids. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to your cookout then if uh, if you're cooking. How's the Olipop today? Oh, fantastic. I've got the strawberry vanilla flavor this morning. It is spectacular. Want to give some love to our newest sponsors. Yep, Olipop, this stuff is crazy good. Their slogan is a new kind of soda, and that's exactly what it is. You get some great taste. Obviously, strawberry vanilla, not a traditional soda flavor, but they've got the classic flavors like cola, root beer, lemon lime, and Dr. Goodwin, which is their version of a DP. And this stuff is actually good for you. Inside the can, a blend of seven unique botanicals, plant fibers, and prebiotics. You're actually getting nine grams of fiber every time you drink one of these. There's only two to five grams of sugar per can. Not a lot of calories, too. And uh, once again, the taste is absolutely right. Olipop tastes just like the soda you grew up drinking, but with the added benefits of microbiome and digestive health support. I'm telling you, I didn't think it was possible. It is a great soda that's actually good for you check I'm out check out olipop man heb target walmart whole foods costco all throughout the austin area they sell them in individual cans they also have some four packs they've got some eight packs as well you can buy some online this stuff got me back into sodas man this is fantastic i'm telling you olipop it's the real deal buck i'm gonna get myself some of that i'm gonna i'm, get, I'm, I'm done with the coca-cola because I, I saw what that can do to a battery how it cleans a battery I'm wondering if that's what it does to the inside of me. Probably. Oh, oh yeah. You watch that kids' science fair project. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cleaning off the battery with the with the Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've got a you know, and plus all the cocaine that they may have been putting in that years ago. Oh. Allegedly. So yes. I'm straight I'm I'm giving me some olipops. That's what I'm gonna do. Well, hold on now. If they're putting that in Coke, then I might be back in on real Coke. <laughs> you may be you may be back to Coke again. <laughs> Come on, man. Hold on. Oh now. my goodness. Oh man. All right. We are uh Look awaiting. at that MF over there. That's not real. Dude, that is too much. I need to do that somewhere. I need to do that in a movie theater or something. Is that that yeah. dude right there? He's not real. What is wrong with people? Oh God. All right. We are uh, efforting Ryan Fowler, who covers the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. He hosts a radio show out there in Tuscaloosa. I think we have him. We might be going video list for our uh, conversation with cool. Ryan, but it looks like he's in there. Ryan, can you hear us? Hey, I can hear you guys. Good morning. How good are morning. you guys doing this day? Doing fabulous, Ryan. And yourself? Oh, yeah. Good, good. I mean, the energy beginning to build here in Tuscaloosa for this big game. And uh, I know yesterday I went through campus and it was you could feel the electricity, but just the the bus arriving from ESPN College Game Day. Uh, it's been a few years since Alabama's had a big game like this on campus. Uh, they played some big games away from Bryant Denny, 
but you can see the energy begin to build here in Tuscaloosa. And, you know, that's why we cover the game of college football. Yeah, Ryan, we'll, we'll go back to last week first. Alabama's season opening win against Middle Tennessee. Uh, very impressive. We'll start with the quarterback, Jalen Milrow, obviously winning the job during fall camp, making his second career start, but obviously his first season as the starter in Tuscaloosa. What did you make from Milrow's performance against Middle Tennessee? Oh, I thought it was a respectable performance. I mean, listen, we all know about the ability of the fastest guy on the team. You know, I always say that, you know, he's carved out of stone mountain granite because, I mean, he's just, he's chiseled. I mean, as far as body fat, he's a big guy, but he's a big guy that's very, very fast. He's hard to bring down. So I think you you have to start there. I mean, there was a a, a low snap that he did something with that mm-hmm. was like, your eyes were open. It's like, whoa, wow. I mean, that that's impressive. Now, we've always known that that's going to be a part of his game. Then the deep balls come around, and that's a part of his game. Could he improve? Absolutely. Sure. I mean, I think every quarterback, I mean, NFL or college, can always take a step in the right direction. Uh, The deep balls were there for him. Uh, Short intermediate passes were there sometimes. uh, But I think that's just something that's going to come with time. And I know that, you know, the opponents takes a significant step up this week. I mean, they're going to do everything they possibly can do to confuse him. he missed a few reads because Nick Saban talked about those in the post-game press conference. But I think that will all come with time. It's just, you know, you're going to have growing pains, but how big are those growing pains? I think the big question. You know, Ryan, it's, it was, it was, it's early in the season, and, and until he starts to get into the rhythm of getting the ball down the field and throwing the ball, if you give him the run, he's going to take the run. Do you believe that's what will happen Saturday? If, if he has that opportunity between throwing the ball down the field and possibly get it into a tight window, and he knows he's going to get five yards just on his feet alone, and much less getting you one-on-one and, and trying to beat you one-on-one, he'll take that decision to run with the ball? You know, they coached him to kind of stay in the pocket and be a distribution center. Um, I saw a few design runs where it was just designed for him to take off of the football. Um, who knows where they'll implement those, but, mm-hmm. you know, those deep balls may be part of the game plan. Get everybody going you know, you're down the field and then he takes off because there's less guys to chase him because listen, there's very few players on Alabama's team unless they just got a right angle to catch it. I mean, when I say he's the fastest guy on the team, that's not me exaggerating. I mean, that's truly, I mean, he's the fastest guy on the team. I talk to people that observe practice from time to time and and they tell me often, most of the defensive backs in Alabama, which are your speed guys, they don't, they don't catch him uh, unless they've got an angle. So, yeah, I think he'll use that. But I think when you, you look at, you know, if there's a pass to be made, I think Nick Saban has made a point of emphasis. Hey, we want you to throw the football. That needs to be your primary. And if mm-hmm. you're forced out, uh, then take advantage of it, extend that play. I, I would hope that he would stick with that coaching. But, hey, in a game, you know, that's going to be as tight as this one, uh, if the yardage is there, he may talk off and run. Ryan, what about the Alabama receivers, man? I mean, it felt like in Austin last year, Bryce Young wasn't getting a lot of help. Receivers were running wrong routes. They were dropping passes left and right. I mean, it really felt like Bryce Young against the world. Is the Alabama receiver room in 2023 better than it was when the Crimson Tide came to Austin last year? Uh, Whoa, wow. Um, Can I throw tight ends in there? I'll give that to you, sure. Okay. All right. Tight end should be a lot better. Uh, CJ Dupree, Amari Nyblack really stepping up. 
I think you're going to see a lot of 84. I think you're going to see a lot of C.J. Dupree, which is the transfer from Maryland. You're starting to see some wide receivers. Nick Saban did not comment any further other than Ja'Cory Brooks was suspended. I don't want to use the word suspended. Let me let me retract that. He didn't play the first half. And Nick Saban, that was one of those uh, in, in the press conference where he would not elaborate on anything other than to say he didn't play the first half. Now, we'd heard some buzz here locally uh, that it was a very, very minor situation, like missing curfew at one of the dorms uh, when they were doing fall camp is what we heard. But who, who knows if, if, if that's, you know, truly. But, I mean, it was a very minor situation. So you could watch him to step up. But I don't know if, if I could look you in the eye and say this wide receiver group is better. I don't think they're any less. But I don't know if they're any better. They had a lot of drops in the early part of fall camp. That was something that they cleaned up. Um, Isaiah Bond showed you some things. Kobe Prentice showed you some things. Jermaine Burton caught a big touchdown pass. Um, I, I don't. It's just hard to say against Middle Tennessee State. Do I think this wide receiver room has a, a potential to be better? Yes. Show me though, because I've I've not been able to see it so far. Other than just one inferior competition against Middle Tennessee State, I I think that's to be determined. Uh, Ryan, this this offensive line is big, big and physical. And, and behind this offensive line, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna always lean on the fact that Nick Saban is gonna have a pretty good offensive line. There are gonna be two first rounders or a first rounder and a second rounder in there on the offensive line. What about the guys carrying the ball behind them? There's 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 somebody. That's going to be the standout ball carrier for this football team. And who will that be? Well, there's a lot of depth there uh, at that running back position. But last week, I watched that offensive line really struggle. And, and I think that's the matchup that I want to see this week. Because if you're going to have a quarterback that's not going to be Bryce Young, Tua Tungvaluwa-like, that he's going to rely on that rushing attack and play mm-hmm. action and catching those deep balls, then that offensive line has got to be physical. And I don't think they did that. I don't think they pushed Middle Tennessee State around. And there was not a lot of rushing room. I know they ran for 205, but but really a lot of that was Jalen Milrow. I mean, if you take away his yardage, right? It, it, now you also go, well, okay, take away the two sacks, and you know, you put that yardage on the rushing yards too. 205, that was their net last week. They rushed for about 225, but it was net 205. When you look at the running backs, um, I thought the freshman, Justice Haynes, really showed you something. But I also don't think they showed you a lot on tape of what they're going to do without running the football. I think I'll, I'll be shocked at the end of the season if this team is not one of the top-tier teams in the SEC, if not in college football, in, in relying on that rushing attack. They're deep enough in the backfield that they can pound the football. It's, it's the offensive line, and there's one spot on that offensive line that I'm questioning. And that's with with Darian Dalcourt. Uh, he's a fifth year senior. He he didn't show me a lot at center. Uh, he got replaced by Seth McLaughlin at center, and they floated him around because I know they need his leadership out there. But it looks like Terrence Ferguson is a better guard than Darian Dalcourt. When he came in, that offensive line got a push. You know, it's it's amazing that group of five works as a unit even though they're individual players. And if one guy looks bad, it, right. it, that seems to be for me last week. There was not a lot of rushing room. And and to be honest, I was 
maybe my negative of the game was that takeaway of going, guys, this is Middle Tennessee State. It's about to get really, really hard against Texas, that Bo Davis defensive line. You better be able to push those guys away. If not, you know, if they can break minimum pressure and then drop guys back in space and coverage, that's not a good recipe to find production. Ryan Fowler is our guest. He is the host of Tuscaloosa's longest-running sports talk radio show. It's called The Game. You can hear it. You're making the trip to Tuscaloosa. Maybe give it a listen from 2 to 6 on Tide 100.9. Uh, Ryan, how about an injury update? I was reading some reports that maybe Malachi Moore and Jalen Key have been questionable. They haven't been full participants in practice this week. Any updates on them and maybe a couple of other key contributors who might not be 100% for this tilt on Saturday night? Now, this is just a guess on a Thursday morning. I would predict that those guys would play, uh, but I, I, Nick Saban said it's all about trying to get them. They did practice. He gave us an update yesterday morning. He gave us a practice update yesterday evening following practice, but yesterday morning was the SEC teleconference. He said that they, were, they did practice on Tuesday, and then last night they practiced again. It's all about how close can you get them to 100%. That's going to be a, you know, a, a problem if they're not able to go because both those guys understand you know there's a reason why they're starters right i mean there's a reason why they're the number one guy so when you think about two guys missing out of that secondary that'll be something very very close to watch but i know that you know this medical team jeff allen is one of the best in the business so if there's a chance to get these guys ready they'll do that uh but malachi moore would be huge in that nickelback star position that's something that we're all going to be watching to see if he's going to be able to go in pregame. But I think they're going to walk it down. I don't think we'll know anything until Saturday evening, you know, when when those lineups come out and, you know, Texas is on offense and Alabama's on defense. But I would expect them to be okay. But with these type of, you know, lower extremity injuries, anything could be a setback. And also remember now Thursday is probably their hardest practice of the week. So, and I'm sure they'll be limited. They'll have the no contact jersey just to try to get them ready. But anything could happen. I, I, I wouldn't bet on it, but I think they'll be able to go. Yeah, uh, Ryan, uh, Nick Saban has seen an awful lot, and he knows Sark very well. Uh, and he knows him well enough that last, last year with Quinn Ewers early in the football game, Quinn Ewers was having his way with that secondary, and, and Sark's offense was was on the move like it was when he was at Alabama. Things were working those first 15 plays or so until Quinn Yours got knocked out of the game. I mean, that's, that has got to be one of the thoughts for Nick Saban is not to let Quinn Yours get off to a quick start, which means, like as you said, those secondary guys, they're going to need them in that secondary. Your number twos and threes, there are a lot of returning players coming back from Texas when it comes to wide receivers, and they've got pretty talented wide receivers. But they also have a talented enough quarterback that Nick Saban understands if he's not knocked out of the game, he was doing damage last year to the Crimson Tide. No, he was. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, you look back, is it fair to say that was Quinn and Ewers, uh, Ewers uh, best game? I mean, in that moment, I mean, because I mean, he was clicking on all cylinders uh, when you look back. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah. That I, Oklahoma. Yeah, those are the two. Okay. Okay, so... You know, it, it, obviously it means something. Um, you know, Bryant-Denny Stadium is a place that uh, there's a reason why it leads the country in, you know, home field advantage. I mean, if you look at statistically speaking, since 1929, nobody has more wins in their home stadium than the University of Alabama. 
uh, in Bryant Dean Stadium. It's loud. I mean, it, it, especially Saturday evening. I mean, it, it's going to be a venue that you know that that you know Quinn Ewers was you know in his friendly stadium last year. I'm sure they'll try to. And, and Nick Saban even called upon that uh, last night in the in the post practice press conference. Said, "Listen, this is the impact." that fans can make. This is an impact that they can bring the energy and bring the energy not only for our players, but also to make it rough on that offense. Uh, you know, I, I just, I love the environment of college football. I mean, I love to go in these venues, whether it's, you know, out, out there or, you know, up in Oklahoma or down in College Station. I mean, the atmospheres, the energy that they're able to provide. I mean, we all feed off of it, right? I mean, it's it's, I don't like going to a game where it's just, kind of funeral home quiet uh so so this is going to be one of those okay you did it in austin can you do it uh this year and, and can you say in all four quarters that, that's going to be the key but now listen the strength of alabama and i know you guys have not got to this you took advantage of a defensive coordinator by the name of pete golding uh pete's now at Ole miss and i think a lot of alabama fans are very thankful that he's at Ole miss and not in tuscaloosa he was not the best defensive coordinator by far in the next seven era. I mean, he, he probably, you know, he might not even crack the top five. I mean, you, you might put some assistance. I just didn't think he was a good in-game guy. Um, this is different. Kevin Steele is a veteran. He's 61 years of age. He's going to bring something into this game. And that was the big thing that I took away from Middle Tennessee State. Fundamentally, tackling, not a lot of penalties, not a lot of mistakes. Uh, defensive backs getting their head turned around. You guys say, well, that's elementary. It wasn't for the last few years. That was a problem for Alabama. Alabama was called all those pass interference calls. So when I saw the first play, Terry and Arnold got his head around. I went, whoa, we haven't seen that in four or five years. Uh, defensive backs, linebackers, you know, Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell. I know everybody talks about Will Anderson. Dallas Turner is just as good as Will Anderson, and he'll be a first-rounder. He's going to put a lot of pressure. So is that Texas offensive line going to be able to hold up against that front seven? I think that's where the game is won and lost. I think it's for both. I think Alabama's yes. offensive line needs to slow down Bo Davis's defensive line and that front. And I think when you look at Texas, that offensive line uh, is going to have to eat their wings because th- there's pressure. Defensive linemen, yeah, okay, but those edge guys, they're going to get after you, and they're going to bring a. L- I mean, they blitz getting off the bus with this Kevin Steele defense. I, I think the defense is much improved even though they lost a ton of players in the National Football League. Ryan, last thing, got about 60 seconds left. Got to end with a prediction. Alabama, a seven to seven and a half point favorite. Of course, the game here in Austin last year came all the way down to the final minute. What are your expectations for uh, this Saturday night at Bryant-Denny? Well, I've seen Alabama lose in Bryant-Denny Stadium, but you really got to go back to a big game like this. Uh, 2011, 2019 against LSU, 2011 against LSU, the game of the century. I, I just, Tuscaloosa, and as much as it's revenge game for Texas, I think it's also a little revenge for Alabama because they played awful out in Austin. I mean, that, that was just, they played awful throughout 2022. I mean, they, they were not a good football team. Uh, 11 wins, but they were sloppy all season. I think Alabama's got something to prove. And, and I like Alabama in this game. If you'd asked me prior to Middle Tennessee State, I might have picked Texas to beat Alabama. I saw a little something different in Alabama last week that I haven't seen in a few years. Um, I like the, the score 31-21. to 21. I think Alabama may kick a field goal late. 
I think it's a fourth quarter game, though. I think we're going to the fourth quarter uh, with a chance for either team to win it. So I think it's close, but I think somewhere down there, Alabama kicks a field goal with Will Riker and stretches it out there a little bit. But I think we're in for a great game, and it could go either way. Ryan, you are the man. That is great stuff, brother. Really appreciate the time. And, of course, you joined me a couple of weeks ago, so thank you for that as well. Uh, have a great show that today. Have a great show tomorrow, and enjoy the game on Saturday. Thanks for joining thank, us, man. Thank you, Ryan. Hey, you are more than welcome. i got a face for radio. That's why I don't do the camera thing. So you guys are pretty guys. Not me. Not me. You guys have a great morning. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate right. it, buddy. There he goes, the great Ryan Fowler. Yeah, he's he's the best, man. The longest-running sports talk radio show in Tuscaloosa. He hosts that. He knows his stuff. He says uh, it's going to be close, but he's going with Alabama pulling away in the fourth quarter and picking up a 10-point victory, Buck. Yeah, that stadium is different. That's a different world. They're used to winning in that stadium, and I I, I don't believe – I just believe somebody's going to get beat. That's still 10 points. He believes they win. Somebody's getting beat by double digits. Somebody's getting beat in this game. This isn't the last-second deal. Somebody's going to wear out. Somebody's going to fight hard. I'm not going to say they're not going to be fighting hard. Whoever loses the games, I'm not saying they're not going to be fighting but they're going to get beat. Somebody, yeah. this is It just seems like one of those games that somebody's going to get beat. Yeah, We'll see. We'll talk plenty more about it tomorrow. Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com is going to join us to give you his winners for the weekend. We'll try to get Jeff Howe on the show as well to uh, talk a little bit more Texas. Bam, and I've got a 5,000-unit lock. That's right. Uh-oh. Gold star lock for the weekend. Well, we need it after your 1,000-unit uh, lock last week came up short. We're going to five. We're pushing this one up. All right. Trying to be up 4,000 units. Plenty of reasons to tune in tomorrow. Plenty of reasons to keep it locked into Texas Sports Unfiltered all day long. We'll be live until 5 p.m. Coming up next, Chaos Theory, Adam Wagner, Rodney Rodriguez, Buck. Great show today. I'll talk to you tomorrow, my friend. All right, brother. Hook them. All right. Y'all have a good one. Hook them. Chaos Theory coming up now. Gentlemen, take it away.